0: They're evil, the Best signs of evil a World famous Lazarus, what's up Dude, welcome to the show Hey man, thanks for having me man.
1: The legendary Mark McKenna Welcome to the show
0: Yay Yay
2: <laughs> Thanks that's, guys That's the best we can do Mark I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> evil show hey, If you could draw in any-
0: All right, everybody, we're here live on the roundtable right here on PSN-Radio.com. And same usual cast, same usual members, the usual suspects on the usual roundtable, Zod Ryder. Say hi. Hello. Uh, you sound good, by the way. I know that you're having technical difficulties. Have you karate kicked your computer yet? Yeah, you know, it's
1: doing a uh, checking file system on Drive C, and it's doing all that crazy Check disk, verifying, processing stuff, because it totally messed up. But I'm here, and as long as I sound good on my phone, it would be like the old days of doing radio on your phone, so I'm okay.
0: Yeah, you're doing good, you're doing good. Now, it's on Drive Z, which is kind of uh, ironic, no, since you're Zod. Z-
1: Z oh, Z I think you said
0: Z. You should have gone with me on that one, man, because I would have been like, yeah, Z like Zod Rider. Oh, I'm dude,
1: I don't have a drive Z. I wish I no, did. No, but you,
0: you should have gone with a <laughs> joke, man. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, never I know mind.
1: what you're saying. I should have went with it, but I'm
0: never mind.
1: I'm doing two things at, I'm yeah. two things at once. I'm on, I'm on the, the show with you guys, and I'm trying uh, to see what the heck happened to my
0: computer. So it's a uh,
3: Fred.
2: Fred's, know, Fred's not here, man. Oh, uh, man. Not here.
0: The other guy on the line here with us in the round table, the Mesa Redonda, is the one and only Mr. Johnny Alpha. How you doing, yeah, buddy?
2: I'm good. You all know who is this is. And yeah, like I watched a bunch of Cheech and Chong, so I could expect a bunch of Cheech and Chong jokes out of me today.
0: Well, your grammar is getting better, thanks to Cheech and Chong, because that was perfect.
2: Who is, this is. That's like one of my favorite things ever, man. <laughs> hard hat, hard hat,
0: lard ass, lard ass. Yeah, man. Nice. Shout out to Alex
2: 2.0. Hell yeah. What, what's going on, baby boy? Call up in here, man. We can make fun of you a little bit. Come on, Alex. Hey, he's
0: us up. He's a little depressed. He's a little down. And uh, let, let's, uh, you know, uh, not be too harsh on the boy. He uh, His Dodgers took a licking and they, uh, they took a splitting. Last night, Clayton Kershaw got his ass handed to him again in the playoffs. I'm going to do sports, but it was uh, such a uh, a terrible, epic, horrible loss that anybody who's a Dodger fan just right now we should be still crying. It was
2: did, did they get beat by like the Tigers or something? Then like a-
0: worse, the Nationals.
2: The Nationals? Is that like a new expansion
0: team? I don't know what See what I'm saying? Like, not, nobody cares about the Like a Nobody cared team like the Nationals being a historically loaded team like the Dodgers who were expected, by the way, to go to the World Series. Well, well that's so not much for happen odds. Now, no, no. <laughs> Done! <laughs> oh, we're not rubbing in too hard on uh, poor yeah. Alex, right? No.
2: Alex, the Tigers are playing tonight, and I never miss a game.
0: We know the Tigers are out of the playoffs, by the way. I
2: know. I just, I, I really needed to do um a Clarence Boddicker line right there, man, and that's one of my favorite Clarence Boddicker lines.
0: Uh, well, that's enough of, uh, of a of a dagger. No, 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 no. I was just gonna, that's enough of a dagger into poor Alex's heart. He was. Uh, it was funny. I saw a video that he posted, and he, he, you remember that song. Hello, sadness,
2: hello, friend. You talk right. about sound of silence by um Simon and Garfunkel. It's hello, darkness, my old friend. But yeah, I, I yes, know yeah, no. Song. But for Alex,
0: it's hello, sadness, hello, because he looked so sad.
3: Yeah, he
0: looked like you. Remember, I don't know you. You know, you guys are old school. Like, remember the uh, old commercials back in the eighties with the Native American like saw somebody litter and he had the one tear coming out. Yeah. That's what Alex kind looked like, but he's not Native American. He's Mexican, but Mexican American. It's gonna
2: be a rough week for him because, like last I saw, he was tweeting all mad about people that were were talking bad about Joker or something. He, he was he was on the warpath about people hating on Joker. So oh, I, don't, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know he was still on Twitter. Is he on Twitter?
0: Yeah, he's, a, he's Alex two point oh. Uh, I had yeah, no yeah.
1: idea. I didn't even know.
0: I, but not, you a,
2: I, I talk to him every every week or two. It's it's not a constant thing. He's not always on, but like he he pops up every now and then. And usually he's ranting and raving about some movie. You know what I mean? Normal Alex shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, he yeah, he left us uh, completely to do uh, his own, youtubing and uh, twittering and uh, movie reviews and his own thing. Basically, he's uh he he reinvented himself and. Once in a while, we have to kind of dig in a little bit because, well, he left us for nothing but pain at the Dodgers' expense. Another year of losses and scratching your head, what went wrong? What happened? Expected to win the World Series and they're not. By the way, I'm an Oakland Ace fan from back in the day, yeah. uh, which that's Dodgers' main rival, so I'm kind of enjoying that's this a little bit, yeah.
2: This is going to piss him off, but Alex, you, you should have put some money on the Cubbies. Ooh, you should put some money on the Cubbies. He hates when I tell him about the Cubs because he's a Chicago boy, but he says he's from L.A. I don't know. I
0: know. That's the ironic part, isn't it? Nobody like seems to really like, want to represent where they're really from. Well, I'm,
2: from, I'm from modesto we have a farm team called the nuts they used to have the a's farm team <laughs> it makes like
0: perfect this. sense when i knowing you by the way
2: well Just it saying. makes perfect sense knowing the town that i'm from yeah aside from like jeremy renner and um timothy olifont pretty much the only people that have come out of my hometown are like serial killers and and stuff like that so yeah the modesto nuts is is a dead-on perfect team name but yeah i don't really want to represent that and plus they're a farm team for the colorado rockies so screw that
0: and the rockies are not bad i mean i like to tap the rockies whenever i'm with a hot chicken a big racket but that's a completely different kind of rockies i'm just saying
2: you talking about doing cocaine, man. Because I thought I thought I thought you were off that
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. And if I ever win the lottery, it'll come back again that day. But not yet, because I'm still one of those broken um, poor. Come uh, that day. <laughs> yeah, I'm still one of those broke blokes. And by the way, we're not joined once again by Cold Cuts. I think he has officially uh, fallen off the flat Earth. I haven't been able to get get hold of Cold Cuts. Uh, A.K.A. Jason Justice.
1: Well, we're living in a one. simulation, so it's possible that he yeah.
2: got deleted.
0: That's a very good uh, possibility, yes. And one of the only Smith. people
2: that remi- remember him, all Mandela Effect style, is... Exactly. Berenstain. To quote, Jason to, Berenstain, Bear
0: Justice. There you go. To quote him.
2: It don't matter, man. It don't matter. Just show yeah. it to like, me. Just, just let just me like, see it. It's just like
0: bread, man. It's just like yeah, bread. Yeah. Let me just see it. I, I, you know, was I entertained? I was. Sh- show
2: it to me. Show
0: it to me. I just want to see it. <laughs> we miss it. Cuts. It's
1: just like bread, man. It's <laughs> like
0: bread. You, you put it with water, and it's like bread.
2: Oh, man, yeah. He had a very zen way of looking at things. He was, he was a cool contributor.
0: Once in a while, when he actually would say something. Yeah. I, I do miss him, though he's um, like,
2: like, he was
1: kind of like, he always reminded me of kind of like Silent Bob a little bit. And once in a while, because once in a while he'd say something profound out of nowhere. <laughs> and
0: he'd just be like, oh. You know, I wouldn't say Silent Bob. I would say more like an immigrant trying to learn English Yoda. It may,
1: yeah, it may. But I'm just well, talking about, when Silent he would, Bob in, in terms of the way that he, you know, the way that he contributed on the show. Like, he yeah, would yeah, do yeah. most of the time, and then just out of nowhere, you'd get some profound analogy where he'd somehow connect Red with the Spider-Man movies. I, I, I don't know.
0: see, I see where you're going with that, but if you notice yeah, his the actual thought pattern and the way he verbalized was more than Yoda pattern, like, perhaps, maybe, you should learn what you need because, to learn, you know. Yeah. Because, because we're the just only ones show to remember me. Remember him because
1: of the Mandela well, effect that didn't affect us. You right. They <laughs> yeah. all of this because it's.
0: <laughs> well, it is podcast. it
3: is so podcast.
1: Yeah, it, we it still is, remember
2: it, yeah. you like the Shazam genie
3: movie with his,
2: um with the Sinbad. what's his name the Sinbad, the Sinbad. yeah. Uh, with the Sinbad. <laughs> <Zimbad>. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. We have actually uh, interesting things to talk about, guys. I'm just making fun of uh, some old people uh that used to be on the show, but... Um, not,
1: not literally old people, no. but just old people
0: that... Well, uh, no, Steve, but Cold Cut is older than the, the rest of us. He, he just sounds like, like a 12-year-old, but I uh, know he's actually a little older than me, even
2: like 87 is he really man like he did he sounded like a pre-pubescent john leguizamo he did he, he, like, like he even looks like, like he looks like he looks
0: like that too.
2: john leguizamo before he did
1: empire
0: he <laughs> looks like that which is amazing like he has not aged a day past 35 but the dude <laughs> he's, he's slightly i think by maybe like a couple years or, or a year He is not too much. I'm not trying to say he's a senior citizen or anything like that. Um, But he's he's going to be there before I am, so that's good. By the way, guys, uh, you know, all jokes aside, we actually are going to have a new member coming in pretty soon. The one and only uh, Brother Detox. Uh, He just got himself a new headset.
2: Woohoo! I'm happy to meet
0: you. You, you remember, Brother Detox, he was with me at uh, Wizard World. At, oh, yeah, you know I, I right? remember
1: him, absolutely. Yeah. And did not you do a couple of uh, uh, restaurant reviews with him or something a couple of years ago?
0: That is correct. Well, I did one. I didn't do a couple. We were, we were supposed to do a couple. For but some reason, he, I
1: thought you did, like, two or three of them. But maybe it's just because I've seen a few of his things, and I thought maybe yeah there. I, I don't know. I don't remember.
0: No, no, he has, a, he, he has a bunch of them, but the only, like, really well-edited and, and, dare I say, well, well-done one, is the one I'm in.
1: Oh, you mean like a good steak?
0: Okay. Yes. The rest are kind of like, well, yeah, they just kind of thrown together, you know, like one of those, eh.
2: No man, I don't got a Z drive. That's all I have to say about
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> man, dude, I I That's I what was, like the, the rest of them belong in the Z I'm drive. Gonna, when I get another, when I get another hard drive, I'm gonna make it a Z drive. Just so that I they, can use that.
0: You have to. Yeah, awesome. You have to. I mean, you're Zod writer for crying out loud. It's like I need to like now change my C drive to J drive because I am the jackal. You, sh-
1: you should. You actually should too, because there's a lot of people use the J drives for all kinds of cool stuff. That would work out perfect for you.
0: You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'm 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 contemplating that I might actually do that and turn it into the J drive. Why not? And uh, the J drive will have a password, and the password would be, you guys ready for this? Yeah. I'm going to say it on the air, the number 42. Oh, there you go. So all you hackers, write that down. It's a long number. Speaking the of, which, my computer 42. is
1: 42% complete on this scan that it's been
2: doing. Oh, my God. Somebody call up fucking... Uh, Joel Schumacher. We got a new movie for him to star. Jim Carrey in the number forty-two. The sequel to number was it thirty-seven? That that crappy Jim Carrey Joel Schumacher movie. That was
1: twenty-three.
0: It was 23. yeah, twenty. Well, close yeah. enough. Yeah, twenty-three. Yeah.
2: It was. You guys are pulling three-eighties on me, man. That's all I got to tell you.
0: Well, I'm yeah. sorry for doing it really that. It is a three-eighty. It
2: really 380 is a three-eighty. Right yeah, for real. yeah.
1: Like it. That definitely fits. I mean, that's.
3: You ever seen
1: a grown man naked? The wording
0: is just on point tonight. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guys, let's get into some news. What do you say, there, Johnny and Zod? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, wow, you guys, you sound really overly excited about this. Uh, you know, news that I wanted to cover because um, I know how much you love Superman Returns, <laughs> right? No.
2: <laughs> Does anybody, anybody like
1: that movie? <laughs> uh, you know what it had you know, the,
0: the kids love that movie.
1: And honestly, <laughs> you 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 got to give it you got to give it to uh you know the you know the cast and crew for the for the all the money that was spent on that Beautiful deleted Krypton sequence that we only got to see in the Blu-ray several years later. So that it was cool. like
0: what, like a ten million dollars scene? Ten million dollars
1: <laughs> scene, and you could see that all the all, wow, that all the money went there. That's why like yeah. the rest of the movie sucked because you didn't have you know, mm-hmm. all your money. You, you, they blew everything on that one scene, and then it was just like, where's the money? What else? I'd look, you know,
0: movies? I would have loved to have like been on that uh, that screening with Warner Brothers and Brian Singer and, and like. And they have them like you know, see the movie for the first time, cut together, and then not see that scene they paid ten million dollars for, it and be like, "Hey, Brian, uh, what happened to that scene that we paid ten million dollars for?" Oh uh, well, you know we we have to cut it out because of pacing issues. Hold on, so Brandon doesn't throw a punch, he doesn't fight any supervillains, and you cut the most expensive scene of the movie. Well, Well, they were,
1: they were saving the scenes where Brandon Ralph Superman, uh, actually, uh, fires a punch. They were saving that for the PS2 video game. Um,
3: See, the video game
1: tie-in for Superman Returns was more, was more important than the actual film. Because uh, you make more money off of merchandise than you do the actual movies. So that's what that's, um,
3: but it could have been worse. It could have been like
1: the, it could have been like the, uh, you know, like the, uh, Pony Smasher, uh, video. Uh, that he put out, that Pony Smasher, uh, David Sandberg put out earlier this week about uh, uh, test screenings. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Where he says, where he says, where he starts talking about how everybody, uh, you know, how whenever they, they do these test screenings, they get like the dumbest people on planet Earth that they could find. And then they show the screening, and then it's like, you know, they have a perfectly great movie, and then somebody <laughs> says something stupid like, oh, I want to see turtles. So then they, hmm. so then they change the, so then they change the movie, and you know they're sitting there watching the movie, and the dude looks at the other dude and says, "What the hell is up with all these turtles?" And the only person that's excited is that one guy that wanted the turtles for the test screening. <laughs> yeah,
3: perfect.
0: So kind of like the spider and uh, John Peters.
1: Right, right, right. He, right, John Peters was mm-hmm. that guy. Just like in the video where the dude is is excited about turtles. John Peters was that guy. Excited for polar bears, I think it was. Or a giant spider. I think he also wanted polar bears, though, too.
0: Which makes perfect sense. I mean, Superman would need polar bears.
1: Oh, absolutely. To To protect. That that actually happened in some of the earlier Superman
2: comics. Pre-Crisis.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true. What is really, just for the justification
2: for the polar bears? Was because Superman's badass and because he's from the streets? That's why he, he shouldn't fight polar bears? No, well.
0: no, no, no. You got that twisted. No, no. Oh. Um, John Peters and Kevin Smith were supposedly from the streets and tough badass. Like not the polar bears. Oh, okay. Yeah, which, uh, that was news to Kevin Smith, because he was like, I'm neither from the streets or a badass. That's what he said.
2: Yeah, I'm from the suburbs of New Jersey, kind of the nice part of the state. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, like apparently he had never seen a black guy until he cast uh, the black dude in Chasing Amy. Like, He was like, hey, hello, uh, person of color. Like, he had never, like, he had no clue, like, who black people are. And he was like, who's that guy? He's an actor. What? They got those? Yeah, they, there's even a president coming up pretty soon. You'll Uh see. And he's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah. No way. Who are they again? They're black people. Oh. John Peters mistook that guy with, uh, yeah, I'm hardcore from the streets. Which, it talks about, it says a lot about John Peters because he was Barbra Streisand's hairdresser. That's Uh, hardcore.
2: he He probably had, like, some really bad, like, gang fights with, like, the cast of Cats. On, or on, her I hair. It'd be her yeah, dude, like, yeah. He, he did Ruppel teaser's hair all wrong, so he had to brawl it out with the rest of the, the Jellicle cats. Yeah, I could see, like, the hard street fights that he got into as Barbara Streisand's barber. That's, that's, that's hard living right there, brother.
0: And <laughs> hey, look, anybody who could survive a, a week, a year, a job with Barbara Streisand, that's hardcore. So I'll give him props. I'll always give him props. But now, if you guys uh, take a uh, whiff at uh, angelespino.com, that's my personal website, by the way. Uh, We're working on the Roundtable website as we speak. That'll be back up pretty soon. But if you go to uh, angelespino.com right now, uh, you'll notice in there there's a link with uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earth. And the reason I bring that up is because I've been posting photos on there of, uh, Mr. Brendan Routh, who is the much-maligned, uh, poor actor who was in Superman Returns, playing the one and only Kal-El, Superman, Clark Kent, the whole shebang, didn't throw a punch. Well, he looks pretty damn epic in this uh, kingdom Come uh, suit. Uh, I had to post uh, a bunch of the photos when I saw the suit. I was like, Wow! Did you guys does... want
1: to hear? Uh, not to cut you off there, Jackal, but did you guys want to hear a rumor that I heard about Brandon Ralph from the Kingdom Come Superman?
0: Well, well, let me just say uh, real quick. Uh, at, at least as far as suits go, that looks pretty damn good. I mean, the suit is badass. Uh, now uh, continue with uh, what your rumors. Go ahead.
1: Oh well, the rumor I heard was that the. Kingdom Come Superman is being is possibly because Brandon Ralph is leaving the Legends of Tomorrow TV show. And as you know, um, Warner Brothers and AT&T are launching that HBO Max uh, streaming service next year. So they're looking to possibly do a Kingdom Come Superman uh, series for HBO Max. So if that rumor turns mm. out to be true, then that would mean that Brandon Ralph would really get a chance to throw some punches. Not that he won't get to throw any punches in the Crisis crossover, but well, it's his own series. Maybe we'll we'll get the we'll get the fight between Superman and I believe the villain was May God
0: Um, it could be. And who knows who's yeah, going to be I, think the, I think the
1: villain from, from Kingdom Come was Magog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The villain, the villain well, I mean, I, I don't know the if the they're going to be used. Magog was the villain who, I think, I believe it was, his name was Magog. Magog was the villain that killed the Joker. Right. And Superman, and that was, and I think Superman had to kill Magog or something. Something happened between Superman and Magog. I can't remember. I'd have to go back and reread Kingdom Come, but. Um, the the idea of them doing a, a series on HBO Max would, I think would be wonderful.
0: Yeah, but would you want to go like that route in the first season? I mean, eventually you'll bring, you know. Well, no, you would, but, but yeah. the
1: thing is what they're going to do, they're going to esta- they would establish, you would once again establish Brandon Ralph as right. a, as a, as a Superman again in the, in whatever the crisis, uh, Crossover does, and then maybe, right. maybe that that way you'd be able to go back and now have that that uh, Kingdom Come universe, you know, be the be the focus of the TV show so, show. so, I mean, I wouldn't be if they did it right. I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be uh, against it. I think it, I think it could be good if it was done right and it had good writers behind it.
0: Look, you know, over the years I, I gave Brandon Roth a lot of shit because that movie was. Uh shit. Yeah, Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, But at the end of the day, it was not his fault. I mean, we have to look at at it as uh, logistically uh, as, you know, what happened there was you had bad script writers uh, that gave a horrible script. I mean, that was one of the, and I read the script. I actually sat there with the whole thing. It literally is one of the sloppiest, worst written scripts I've ever read. Um, and I've read a, a, a lot of them. I, For a while there, I was downloading scripts and just like printing them. And I was like, later on when, you know, as the internet grew and technology got better, I was like, I'm an idiot. Why am I wasting hundreds of pages to read something that I could read it on my computer? So instead of like printing an actual script out, I just started reading from the, from the computer on Word documents or whatever. But for a, for a while, I was actually printing stuff out. And I printed the entire Superman Return script when it became available. It was a horrifically bad written script. So I don't blame him for that movie the way it turned out. And uh, I gave him a lot of shit because this, he just looked terrible in the suit. Um, but again, it wasn't his fault. It was just a bad looking suit. At the end of the day, Brian Singer, the production, let him down. He's you know won me over with the way he acts on uh, um, Legends of Tomorrow. Even though I I don't like the show, Um, I think it's a a terrible uh, show. I think he is one of like the few on the cast that's actually been good as uh, the Atom. Whether he leaves or stays, whatever. I mean, the the show I I don't care about. Uh, But he looks awesome in the suit. He looks like Superman. He's gotten older. He's bulked up a lot. I mean, I saw him, you know, training hard for this on TV. So that guy really loves the part of Superman. I got to give him, you know, props uh, because he's, what, in his mid-30s? now. He's not a young guy anymore. He's, you know, he was 24, 25 when he did Superman Returns. Yeah, he
1: was 25 yeah. when he did Superman Returns.
0: So. Right. So it's been some years. I was, what, 2006? So. Yeah. So... So, yeah, he's, he's, you know, near my age. So, uh, you know, to see what he's dedicated to, what he's put himself to for a TV show, that's impressive. And, uh, you know, I don't hate on anybody because I don't like a movie. Uh, Honestly, I haven't liked many of his movies that he's done either. Uh, But he was a good person, a good cast member, a good actor on Days or um, DC's uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I was about to call it uh, something else, but uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> DC's <laughs> Days of Our Lives. Yes, that's kind of what it feels like a little bit. Days of Our Lives. Let's see. That's why. That's viewers. why I
1: say if there, if there's, if there's any truth to the idea of maybe doing an HBO uh, Max uh, Kingdom Come series, it would be good because it would allow them to do things and to go in directions that yep. they wouldn't be able to go. On those crappy CD, CW shows. Because we can all admit that those CW shows have very little to offer. Period. Oh, yeah. yeah, expe-
2: yeah. Especially since the DC Universe shows started coming out.
1: Well, and yeah. The D, them. The D, well, not only well, that, well, that,
2: those ones... DC- the- those Dep- come out and just blow the CW ones out of the water, in my opinion. And like they've only done a season. Of they blow the pool. water.
1: Yes, they definitely blow the water, John. Yes, blow them
2: out of the water, man. I said no, 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 no. They, they blow, blow water. They blow the water. I like the Doom Patrol show, man.
0: I think it's. I, oh, I love the Doom Patrol. I actually, I was watching because uh, I haven't. I, I'm kind of like not caught up completely, so I started watching. them like halfway through the season, and they, I love that show. It's such a good series. Um, but back to uh, you know the said photos, the the one with uh, the the guy who plays Superman, Tyler uh, Hushling Hoglin. I hope the
1: rumors about him dying in Crisis on Infinite Earths are true because I can't stand that guy. He's a, he, he's a pipsqueak. He's skinny. Yes, he's an yes. asshole. And to top it off, he has well, this, he has this arrogant attitude about himself that I I don't understand. Yes. Have you seen him in, in- interviews? He's oh, a complete yeah. dickhead. So,
0: Agreed. But he was kind of a cool Superman. I'm not going to lie. Um, now, sure I will say this. It was very brief. Um, I I do think he looks very small and tiny in the Superman outfit. He just doesn't look like Especially Superman. Especially when you
1: compare, to, like, you compare him to Brandon Ralph and Tom Elling and Henry Cavill. I mean, he he's gets dwarfed mi- completely. He doesn't look like
2: nothing like Superman no more. No,
0: he's like Superboy. He's like he's miniature, right. miniature Superman. Like mini me, uh, me, Superman.
2: Or the Jeff Johns Earth One Superman, he was he was kind of Tom Cruise short, like little midget Superman. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah you
0: can do, you can go there. You can go that route. Um, now they haven't showed Tom Welling in the suit. I think that's because he was the last one they joined the cast, so they might not have him, or they might be surprising us with you know his suit. Or he might not wear the suit at all. We have no idea. They're very sketchy. Unlike what he's going to do on the show, uh, he's going to wear know?
1: the suit. You actually don't think that? You think actually think there wouldn't be a chance? He's going to wear that suit. I guarantee you, because it's a it's a basically it's going to be like a righting the wrongs kind of a thing. He's got to wear the suit, bro.
0: I hope he doesn't chicken out, because that's going to piss off he's, so he's many people. To.
1: He's got to. It's, he's, he's been Superman now. This is, this is taking place ten years after the events of the Smallville TV right. show. So yeah. there's no way that he's not wearing the suit. Smallville ended with him with the shirt rip. He's wearing the suit. That, that was
0: my argument because the the whole series and the purpose of Smallville was to see him go from Clark Kent to teenager to the end where he becomes Superman. This is you know years later, he has been Superman this entire time now. He should at some point wear the suit. Now I hope they don't you know cheat us again and we will have them all CGI flying around. That would around be there. ironic
1: if they cheated us again. If they did, that would all actually that would be like a big. You know, F you and like a joke on all the fans that all the Smallville fans that are coming back to see this just Mm -hmm. so that they can see Tom Welling in the suit. Because let's be real, the people that watch that watch these CW shows are not the same audience that was thrilled with Smallville. For all those years, where they're bringing us, we're the Smallville watchers that are coming back now, saying, excited about Crisis because of all of these little caveats and things that yep. they're throwing at us. And if they cheat us and not have Tom Welling in the suit, it, it, it's going to be ugly. I, I would not want to be CW if if it actually if that actually turns out to be the case where we don't see him in the suit for at least for at least a couple of scenes. I mean, mm-hmm. come on.
2: Is all like, I tried the Superman thing, didn't like it, went back to being the blur. It's much funner being the blur. I, I like the blur. People like the blur. I did like Superman.
0: <laughs> I am now the red, white, and blue blur. Not yeah, just well, the blur. I, I still for well, truth, justice, and the could, American could, way.
1: Uh, or one way they could get around it, and this is just my own personal theory, if they didn't want to put Tom Welling in the actual suit... They could make Tom Welling Superboy Prime, where all hmm. he would have to do is wear a black T-shirt with the Superman logo. They could do that if they if they wanted to get around having to dress dress him, since they've got Brandon Robins. But why
0: would they it. do that? I mean, the guy literally like he not only towers over the other Superman. Hold well, on,
1: that's what I'm it doesn't it wouldn't make sense? But that yeah. the only. Thing I could see them doing if they decided that, you know, Welling wasn't gonna suit up. But no. Plus,
2: he already rocked that outfit, right? Wasn't it in season eight where he wore the black? He had the black coat and the black shirt with the S Yeah, I'm talking about. 70. I'm talking about
1: with just like a pair of jeans and a and a black t-shirt. Like right. Basically, right. what
2: he was rocking in season eight, but he had a trench coat sometimes too that he'd wear. A black black coat. Yeah, I remember. I
1: remember yep. the trench coat. Remember the trench coat, the black shirt? and He also had the trench coat, the black shirt, and then the gray Superman logo, too, which was something else when he was dealing with Zod and that weird storyline they had going on there. But I think that he's i mean they've got to there there's like no way that he can't be superman he's got no reason not to be superman in this in this crossover this is crisis on infinite earth if they're going that route and they're actually going to try try to have the balls to do this story they better do it right that's all i got to say i don't care what they i mean who what they do if they if they can get if they can get as many Past DC actors to come back in this, regardless of who they are. I mean, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be ashamed to see anybody in this movie. In, fe, in this, in this crossover. In fact, mm-hmm. you want to, if you want to know the truth, I wouldn't mind them if they had. If they had, you know, if they had Cavill Superman, if they had Affleck Batman, if they had Shazam in there, I wouldn't care because this is Crisis on Infinite Earths. You're drawing from all of DC. You're drawing from right. the multiverse. Even the even the Gotham characters could pop up in there if they wanted to. The hell mm-hmm. bring back Bale's Batman and and Tom Hardy's Bane for a scene or two if you want to really get crazy. But the the idea is you you're trying to showcase the fact that. This is a multiverse, in these, in all of these, and a lot of these Earths are on the verge of dis, of extinction. And if you're really going to f- try to follow this comic book storyline in any way, shape, or form, they they would they would be fortunate to get whoever they could get to come back for this.
2: Well, one thing that you guys told already about yeah. this that, that kind of bummed me out is that Justin Hartley's not going to be showing back up in it, which I,
1: I, from what I heard is he's got scheduling conflicts yeah. due to another that he's on, but that they did have a part for him, or they do have something for him, so there's a possibility he could be, he could still be in it, that's what I'm saying, because it's filming now, so there's a chance he could still, he could still show in there, just like they said, they, somebody confirmed that they got, actually got Linda Carter to I mean, I'm, I'm, i
0: I'm sure know. they don't need him they don't need him for much, I mean maybe just a day or two of shooting I mean, how yeah, much yeah. Uh, of a part could he have
1: my question is: Remember how big of a character Chloe was in Smallville? You think they'll be- yeah, no, yeah, no,
0: they
1: will that- no,
3: you
0: know, they- just not mention her. Yeah, they'll just
2: not they just not mention her because of what happened. She, she's yeah. just going to end they, they up just,
1: forgotten. They don't have to. They don't have to ostracize the character just because of the actor. They could. They could. Uh, you know. And but that's another. I, I was actually thinking that that might be another obstacle now in bringing justin hartley's arrow onto the show because chloe is such a big part of his storyline and if you read the season 11 uh smallville comics uh for you know they their relationship they actually did end up getting married uh chloe well at the um, end
0: of season 10 she's reading the, the the comic to her son which is her son with uh the arrow basically
1: yeah, yeah it's it's I so I don't know. I I I think it's it's crazy I think with without I I think it would be hard but like you said they probably won't mention just won't mention her at all. And if oh, they don't she's, it, she's still in jail, it,
2: right? Oh, absolutely. I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think for like 20 years or something like that. She's going to do some hard labor. Oh, no,
2: no, 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 no. She, she rolled on a bunch of people. She's, she's come out and apologized, and she went state evidence against a lot of the other people that were in the organization she was a part of. So she might be getting out sometime soon, but as far as I know, she's still locked up now.
0: No, no, and she's I, yeah, no, but she's going to do like years. So she got it reduced. Yeah, but yeah. she she's
2: got, got, go. yeah, she's but got, she's got
0: years. She's I mean, she was a big part of that cult big yeah. part of yeah, it. Yeah, they
1: did it. They actually yeah. did a movie. Um I don't know. It was a but it was a made for cable movie, I think. They did a movie where they actually detailed it and they portrayed her Allison Mack as one of the main villains of the story because it was told it was told from the perspective of like one of the ladies who was trying to get her daughter out of that cult yeah. or whatever and they portrayed Allison Mack as this just horrendous scum of the earth human being. So
3: who I, saw I, that I coming? Know.
1: It's going to be hard for Allison Mack to recover when she find whenever she finally does get out if she does get a second chance or whatever, who knows, but I I mean wow.
0: I mean, I was shocked when I found out that she was a lesbian. But and then I found out about this whole cult thing. And I was like, "What? She's married to a woman? More, what?" It's
1: more than that, isn't it? I think. I think she's not not just a lesbian. I think she's bisexual, a lesbian, or well, bisexual. she's married. She's married to a woman,
0: yeah. and she was recruiting mostly women. And so uh, before she this
1: guy, though, the cult before, yeah, was this dude? Like, yeah, but he was uh,
0: not only that, but uh, who knows if he was like, you know, trafficking these women for sex. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, and yeah. they even at one point had Kristen Krug who played Lana uh, Lang on the yeah, show. Yeah, but she
1: didn't want no part of it, though that's what she said
0: uh, but no but she went to the meeting she said she got a lot out of it and it was very uh, spiritual but she never did anything naughty it's uh, like
1: so it's like a spiritual sex cult of some type
0: yeah I don't know I mean maybe she just doesn't want to get you know further involved and she just doesn't want to say what she was involved in and that's what she got you know Spooked and left uh, because she saw the writing on the wall. She's like, "This is not good." Uh, but um, I mean, when you have somebody who is that gorgeous and you recruit them, I'm pretty sure somebody wanted like, "Hey, Kirsten, uh, can I come talk to you for a second? Come on, let's uh, go to the back room. Uh, I'm going to show you some spiritual enlightenment." It's almost
1: yeah. like they were doing like like spiritual. Let me
0: enlighten you.
1: Uh, uh, you know, spiritual Kama Sutra that was just on a level that was something that that none of us normal people would ever understand.
0: <laughs> right. All she, all she was doing was just sitting there and here. It begins! <clears throat> it has begun! And then the dick just started coming out of the walls. Something like, I mean, what? what did yeah, I say?
1: something like that. <laughs> There's been animes like that. So it's, it's yeah.
0: awesome. Anything's I don't watch awesome. awesome. those kind of naughty animes. Yikes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow. Yeah, wow, yeah
1: amazing but yeah I, that yeah, that I, cult
0: I tell you yeah so
1: so so the general consensus with us as a group here is that Chloe will not be mentioned at all in the no, she Then why. she's a
0: she's a freak and you know what and I and I'm quoting that and um, they,
1: they actually and you know what the ironic part is if if we were if she were to be Mentioned at all in the Smallville universe, you know, it would be funny if they show, ha, ha, showed, like, a shot of, the, of, like, the wall of weird, and then they had a picture, had, like, a newspaper clipping where they talk about Allison Mack arrested for being in salt and, and creepy sex cult, and they had it, had it bolted to the uh, wall of weird would that be something? No, actually,
0: they could really, <laughs> if they ever were to spin off, and this is just, uh, you, know, sh- you know, piggybacking on that. If they ever decided to, like, spin off, you know, Tom Welling coming back and maybe doing a Superman series or something, one of the episodes could be, like, them looking for Chloe because she disappeared. And it could be that it's on the wall weird, like a missing person. Report, and then you could have him like kind to investigate it, and then find out that she died in some mission or something like that, and then you completely close the book on Chloe.
1: Oh yeah, you'd you'd have to do some sort of some sort of noble ending for the character because the character yeah. was a beloved character. Honestly, the char- that character was one of the characters that held was was like the glue of the series. So you yeah. really you know because a lot of times it was like you could find yourself getting bored with the whole Lana Lang thing, but then Chloe yeah. was always there, you know, to keep things balanced. So it would be very, you know, it would, it would be very interesting to see them do something like that. You had to vote, like an entire episode to that and have yeah. it be, you know, have it, and have it end that way. But I think she with with, uh, with Tom Welling, that'd be amazing though if like, the response was so great that they decided to like green light like, a Tom Welling Smallville Superman revival show that'd be incredible
0: I mean, it's not like Tom is killing it at the box but office. That's what
1: I'm right saying. Now. It's not like you know? he, he, he couldn't use the money, right? I mean, he you know probably, he probably these... would, 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 would <laughs> welcome it. Because what was what is he doing now? He, isn't, isn't he on uh, Lucifer for Netflix? What I think he, that didn't
0: uh, they, well, they cancel that? And, and and like his big you know movie project post uh, Smallville was what Parkland, which came out years ago, and he played quarterback
1: great of a part in Parkland. No,
0: that's to what, to what I'm saying, but that that's the whole point that I'm trying to make. That was his big thing. He, <laughs> I mean, which he, was a nothing did, part. He did
1: one movie, didn't he do like a, a re wasn't it a remake of the thing or something? And it was the, the fog. The fog,
3: and he the, kept John Carpenter's get, the fog. and he yeah. the
1: Fog. By
0: the, the way fog. guys, by the way guys, they said the fog. Not the fag, the fog. The fog kinda, he kept
1: getting yeah. pissed off at the director for calling him Clark.
0: Not the frog the fog and yeah he, he kept calling clark and he's like uh i'm not clark i'm tom okay clark come back over here and you, what are you gonna do is gonna use your laser <laughs> vision I can,
1: set on a movie. I can just imagine because you gotta think about it this guy i mean it's like ingrained in everybody's <laughs> brains but because, and plus he's coming out he's going on this movie right after smallville so yeah is, you know he looks you know exactly like clark so nobody is like you know you're just like, oh, this is
0: And it was like season it was like what season like six or seven when he did that movie so they were like, like that can, i could just imagine the director be like so what you do is you run up to the boat and you lift it with your arms wait is it going to be a crane no your sure. Clark can't you lift it with your <laughs> arms you use your laser vision to kill everybody I don't actually have that that's on the show it's uh, they they, you know, they did they, they did say something director?
1: about they did say something they showed something in the behind the scenes footage where the director was like was telling another one of the actors no, what you're going to do is you're going to go up the clock <laughs> and Clark is going <laughs> to... I mean it's so funny and the director like he has, he has no like way of I can't even remember who the guy was who directed that movie but he like had no like Inkling to ever call him Tom, he just he automatically called him Clark. It was just like a reflex action. Like we got Clark to be in this movie. Like I don't know, which
0: is rather funny because I I don't think any of the other actors who've recently played the role. I mean, I'm going back to the Superboy series from the '90s and everything, uh, and the, the Adventures of Superman with Dean Cain. Like no actor has had that kind of attachment to the role since right. Christopher Reeve. And uh, it's ironic that Tom Welling had become that person, and like when they did movies and all, like nobody asked him. Like even for the TV show when they were casting Supergirl, Superman or Supergirl. They asked him, uh, and there was a huge buzz. I remember like, oh, maybe Tom going will play the part. Yeah, I and remember. Some, we yeah. Because
1: I remember we were talking about that on a lot of right. shows, where the possibility Nothing. that they were, when they were casting Superman, that he was being looked at before everybody, because he still kind of resembles in terms of the way he looks. He's big right. he towers of He has that Superman look, and they could have they easily given him the role. But, see, the idea of... I think I like it better the way it's kind of turned out now, because at least now yeah. they Super can Girl go. such
2: an awful show. Yeah, I Super wouldn't Girl want him just
1: on there. Sucked. And the way that they, you know, castrated Superman in favor of Supergirl on the CW show. Yeah. You know, when they had that scene in the last crossover where Clark Kent actually said to Supergirl, oh, well, you know what? I'm not really needed here on Earth, because Earth has you. And you're better yeah. with me. When he said that, I I was just like, why did they do that? Why did they clip off Superman's balls? That's so horrible. And I'm just so glad that, that it wasn't Tom Will- Welling that they had that happen to. That would have been horrible. yeah.
0: That is uh, an issue no. I
2: had with a characterization. I also, really like the Supergirl on Smallville. Man, is she going to probably? Show oh my
3: about
1: this? god! Yeah, that's another. There's another one we uh, forgot about. Yeah. Well, she
0: actually she was on uh, Supergirl the TV series. She was on series, Supergirl yeah. like
1: another character. As yep. I think the the was she was she the sister or the aunt of the mother. From Krypton, wasn't? Of the uh,
0: somebody's, somebody somebody's, other former roommate from college, and somehow they were involved in some kind of lesbian triangle with some uh, girl, and they oh, all became BFFs, and then she had like a diamond that she wanted. I, don't, I, I know, you know
1: some crazy. You're talking about thing. lesbian spank inferno. Yeah, uh, man, that, you know, that it
2: could be. Jackal man, you, you you've been writing too much goddamn Tumblr f- uh, fan fiction, bro. You got to chill out on that stuff, brother.
0: Well, no, the thing is, I, I, I just recently saw Batwoman, the TV series. and then oh, I saw you saw Woke
1: Batman. You watched yes. Woke Batman.
0: And let me just tell you, um, we're going to jump uh, a little bit here because we're almost at the end of the hour, about ten minutes before we go out, uh, to commercial break and then come back and uh, do more news. But I will say I saw Woke Batman um, with a vagina. And uh I would say, <laughs> it's the, not the the, vagi- the
1: worst show I ever seen. This him. is like
0: the the vagina monologues of Batman. That's what this felt like. It was bad. Uh, it it had it, it tried to be <laughs> like the Christopher Nolan Batwoman that nobody ever wanted to see happen. <laughs> it was horrible. Like even Christopher Nolan if look put let me put it this way, guys, before nobody talks over here. If Christopher Nolan was a uh, had been dead for ten years, he'd be rolling over in his grave right now, trying to come back to kill the person responsible for even attempting to make this show even close to the Nolan Trilogy, uh, in look, tone, feel, and they even used the goddamn, um, like, bat suit or something very close from the Nolan Trilogy. From the bail suit, yeah. the bail suit. Which, when I saw, like, the, even the, the like, the the cow and the cape and I saw the logo. I was like if I had hair in my head I'd be pulling pulling that shit out, let me tell you, it was infuriating. I could imagine no one sitting back and being like, What the hell is this? What are they doing? Like what is this garbage? Because that's what I was doing, and I was doing it in that same accent, by the way, which was kind of <laughs> Middle Eastern, and he's,
1: <laughs> which
0: anyway, is weird because I, that's kind of like a Middle Eastern.
1: about it with an accent? That's how bad it was.
0: <laughs> and he's he's from you know, the UK, uh, England, or some other you know country, but I totally sounded like a terrorist because I felt like I was being terrorized by the creators of that show. That's how bad it was. It's was like Ahmed, why would they do this to us? Yeah, it is a terrible it's TV series. That's what. That's how I felt. I felt like I was being terrorized by a Giannis, watching this horrible thing. Why, it, on God's green earth, did they ever like this garbage? You no, know, I have nothing, you know, against Batwoman. Got nothing against the storyline, uh, but this was really bad. And this ties into like the multiverse. And I'm kind of hoping like. It gets wiped out and cancelled after the multiverse.
1: That, it, it lo- and that actually looks very, very likely, Jackal, because you and I are not the only ones who absolutely hate this garbage. It is oh like- my god. <laughs> it's like trending how bad it is. So,
0: <laughs> Dude, I saw that first episode and I was like well... I don't ever want to see this again, but I'm really intrigued in the multiverse, so unfortunately I'm going to be dragged into at least another episode or two of this garbage, just to kind of like understand what's happening with the multiverse on the rest of the CW. But, so I'm going to sacrifice, because I, I, honestly I don't want to see Supergirl, and I hate that series, um, Batwoman, I hate that series. It's not because women, I love women, but those are just really horrible, completely... A, a Agenda politics-driven, J. W. driven, driven you, know, you know, TV shows where there are more dramas than they are about the comic book or the content or, like, the superheroes. I mean, you have a trans, on Supergirl, now, you have a trans, an actual transgender man that turned into a woman in real life, not on the show, real life, playing a female character who's also a transgender person on Supergirl,
1: Superhero. who's
0: date, yeah, Supergirl in the TV series. And yeah. he she is dating now Brignac on the show, uh, played by uh, an actor who's very annoying. I can't remember his name, but he was on another TV series which was good, but he is kind of annoying on that also. And um, I'll get his name in a second here. I'll, I'll find out if he's going to help me out on that. Uh, but she he she is dating basically a robot. So not only is this person transgender, they're pansexual as well, um, taking a page well, so right got out of got Solo. Us
1: used to that, yeah. Solo yes. was was put out there to get us used to the idea of that. So,
0: so now we have pansexuals, transsexuals, lesbians, and uh, very few to no heterosexual males on the show. We have um, what who is it uh, the black Jimmy Olsen on the show who's kind of a dick um isn't, have,
1: he a, isn't he a super, isn't Jimmy Olsen a superhero on that show now though Jimmy? yeah they
0: completely redcon who Jimmy Olson was now he's a like six foot five black dude and he's no longer a photographer he's now uh, like uh, some kind of a superhero with a robot suit on yeah. yeah 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 60 years 70 years of you know characterization out the window done um they do mention chloe on the series uh, a long time ago and for one of the first seasons by the way they, she has mentioned so there is a chloe on this series and i often wonder if they're going to bring her into the show a well, could be played by another actress does not have to be allison mac um and they could actually make her a lesbian transgender whatever it would fit right in Still, so, oh, just to you know maybe kind of like an easter egg maybe they could have her be like the whore Chloe, and it'd be tied to like a sex cult.
1: I don't know if the CW would go that far, but...
0: Why not? It'd be a great, like... <laughs> Why
1: not? It would match up <laughs> with everything else that they're doing nowadays, right? They can...
0: Right. I mean, <laughs> this is made for TV for kids, guys. I mean... <laughs> I remember when I was a little kid... Yeah, <laughs> and... Wait, what? And I remember, like, you know, sitting there and, uh, you know, saying, You know what real American hero needs more transgender and lesbians. You know, that's what this show needs. You know, William Cad with his golden, you know, afro is not good enough. No, 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 no. We need RuPaul on this show. Why is RuPaul not one of the heroes?
1: RuPaul is going to become a hero on one of these shows. I keep wondering when it's going to happen because I know it's going to happen at some point.
0: I mean... Let's be honest, RuPaul Stop. is the reason for the seasons. <laughs> Anyone? No? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well. Kind of
0: awkward, right, guys? Yeah? Just a little bit? I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I think, I, but I do think that, you know, we are we're coming to a point where that will happen at some point. And RuPaul will be a superhero. Maybe they'll make. Maybe they'll uh-huh. make. Uh, They'll make her the lead and when they decide to do the greatest American hero remake, when they decide to destroy that show.
0: They can, they can call her the greatest America. American drag queen or something. <laughs> something. Greatest American know.
1: drag
3: queen.
0: Guys, stick around. This is PSN Radio. We'll be back on the round table. Alright everybody, welcome back to La Mesa Redonda, or as they say in Spanish, the Round Table. Wait, that was backwards. Damn it with the talk. Uh, back on the round table right here on PSN-Radio.com with uh, me as always is uh, the Zod Writer uh, of the Zod Writer Show and uh, the one and only the Johnny Alpha Nader. Johnny Alpha.
2: What's going on? Welcome back. I-, I just couldn't take you being so mean to, to, to Batwoman. So I I hung up the phone, you know, and I got, I went and sawed Ryder when we were talking Shazam. <laughs> I was just pissed at you, Jackal, and I hung up. I was gone for like a minute, but then I was like, "Fuck that woman! I'm sticking around, anyways."
0: But you're a woke bloke, so you came back to the show. Yeah, I, I,
2: I guess wow. you, you could say I am the most woke, woke person on the show, but I wouldn't really call myself woke personally.
0: But you you're definitely a bloke.
2: I suppose if we were in England, but, like, I never call myself that. And I guess if I was hanging out with John Boyega and he was to say it, I wouldn't argue with him.
0: No, no. no.
2: He, yeah, I mean, he you is, you, is out with,
1: you would hang out with John Boyega? What about Rose Tico?
2: I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, <laughs> not against her, man. You guys are the ones that hate her. And she's just a cute little chug. Hey! Well,
0: I don't hate her. I hate her character.
2: Well, the, I, 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 the actress herself isn't named Rose Tico, is she? Uh, no. I, but, I, don't know, I don't know what the
1: actress's name is, but that just goes to show you how memorable the character is. I can't even remember the name
0: Tran, of the character. Kelly Murray Tran, I think is her name. No. I think so.
1: Hmm. Well, like we I don't Well, we uh, never had that problem with the original trilogy. We all know Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, even Mark, in, in Empire Strikes Back. Billy D. Williams, Colt Forty Five. Come on.
0: Hold man. on. Are you saying they had women and black people in the original Star Wars?
2: How dare you? Well, I mean, suck, can you tell it me? That you know, you know the name of the actor who the guy that who played General Nadine in in the Jedi. Uh, you, do you know that actor's name?
0: So, no, I do uh,
1: not. I can't remember I, I, don't, really, I don't feel like I, you know. Rose Tico. Yeah, Rose had a, Tico's kind of a, on the same a, level as a, General. Well Rose Tico has a pretty has a pretty major role in these movies, man. They were totally setting her up to be a love interest of.
0: Tico. Honestly, I think at the end of the day, guys, the rise of the Skywalker really is the rise of Tico, and uh, I don't mean Tico Shout outs to him, by the way. That was awesome. Spe- speaking of, of, of <laughs> speaking of Tran, <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran, Tico. And tico's and <laughs> Guys, we just went full circle here. We we just had a moment on the show. Like you understand that, right? Is that We did. Oh my god! This is this is what it's called—a shared moment on the round table. Full <laughs> that circle. That was awesome. Tico, full Tico.
3: <laughs>
0: Let's give a big old shout outs to Mister Tico Herrera.
3: Hello,
1: Tico. I'm thinking about you. No, well, not that.
0: Much. No. Hey, that that <laughs> Tico's a cool dude, man.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Now his movie about the training, uh, you know, a zombies.
1: Way of looking at life, I guess.
0: No, no. I mean, I have nothing, you know, against that. I'm just, I'm saying his uh, one movie uh, <laughs> bad, but. <laughs> I'm just saying, Tico, you're a cool dude, man. I love you. You're a good guy, but that movie—did uh,
1: that saying. movie ever come out? Did he ever come out?
0: Well, I—I, I, you know, I'm not sure. I know I saw a couple of ads.
1: Because he always has an excuse. So I'm wondering, did it, did it ever happen? Because it was, you know, remember he Boy. turned down our script to make whatever movie that was. So I want to know: Did that movie actually come out? Was that movie actually? Produced and financed in a way that you know, where we could actually find that movie. We could always mm. do a Google
0: search, I guess. No, well, yeah, you could. Uh, I th- you no, know, I, I know it was shot. I know he did shoot a movie. Um, it, it got edited. Whether it went past the editing stage and then got shelved permanently, or actually had some kind of release, that part I don't know. Now I, I do know they screened it somewhere. They did that for the movie that I scored for him, uh, Motel. Um, that was screened. And I they,
1: they, didn't they screen it in some, like, back alley in Tijuana somewhere?
0: No, 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 no. It was uh, Isla Mujeres in Mexico, not Tijuana. No, 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 no,
1: I'm talking about, nah, I'm not talking about Motel.
0: <laughs> this other movie. No, no, no. You're no. thinking of a uh, different movie altogether. No, uh, Motel was uh, shot here in Florida, Miami, and... um they gave me about a week and a half to score it, but literally before they had like this big opening uh, at cinema. I think it was called Cinema Paraíso, um, which is down here. And um, and I scored it. We went and screened it. There was a bunch of like people there, and uh, you know I, it actually was a packed house. I think people were expecting a masterpiece. Who were they wrong? And uh, there was a bunch of people with uh, studio ties and stuff. And uh, I went and I was giddy. I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Uh, My work is going to be seen on screen. And and it's going to be heard. And, And then I saw the movie and I was like, oh, my God. I'm tied into this movie and it was seen on screen and heard. And people actually saw this. And then I was terrified. And... And then something funny happened, and I'll never forget this. I'm walking out of the theater, um, thinking maybe there's a mob outside win to kill everybody who was involved in the movie because pretty bad. And uh, the only thing I kept hearing, and I, I swear to you, I'm not even kidding, was, well, the music and the score was pretty good, but the rest of the movie sucked. Like I literally was hearing people say that, so it made me feel good that at least you know the, the music was good because that's what I provided. I was not physically in that movie. Um, I had a little bit to do with some of the editing, because, you know, I was doing the score, so I suggested, well, you might want to do this, or cut this, or, and as I was doing the music, I cut one scene a little bit, because the, the scene dragged really bad, so when I handed it back over to, like, who was uh, editing and producing the movie for Tico, uh, I gave him, you know, what I did, and he was like, Dan, that was a better cut to that scene that I had made. And I was like, You're welcome. And he went and he, like, kept my cut, uh, which I will say was the best part of the movie. That I is the score. The have, score I, have was to,
1: good. I have to say, I did come across, uh, his body of work from a okay. website called stage32.com. Okay. And his film credits include a movie that he, he allegedly directed in 2014 called Drag Hell Zombie. Yep. "Quote unquote meat lovers." So there's that. Then there was a movie called "The Block" where that he, co- he co-produced, co-wrote, produced, and directed. And then yep. there was "Hotel" that he wrote, directed, and. That's
0: produced. the one that was involved. So those are his.
1: Those are his film credits. Nowhere mm-hmm. does it say where it's possible to see any of those films. His right. He was. He's, he was last online two weeks ago, and. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the information we have.
0: Now, again, I have nothing against the dude. He's actually a very good director. Um, I think th- the problem with, uh, you know, what he does is that he writes his own scripts. So as far as getting, like, certain shots and angles and, you know, working on a set, he's good at that. I mean, he has an eye for directing. I will say that I've worked with him uh, on a couple of, you know, pro- side projects and, uh Seeing the way he is on a set, and he's not a bad filmmaker, but there's a difference between going to a, a you know shoot and directing the shoot and getting the angles and the shots and you know, doing all the, you know the prep and handling the cast and telling them how to act in the scene or or whatnot how you know how you want them to come across, and then there's the guys who sit down and write the script. He is not that guy. He is a director, and uh, he should stick to directing. Like Steven Spielberg gets praised, right? But he hardly ever writes his movies. He lets writers write it. He directs it. He's a great director. When you watch the movies he writes, Has he they're ever pretty written shitty.
2: Any of his movies, I, uh, really, he, I, I thought he mostly works in adaptation, right, Spielberg?
0: Yeah, that's mostly what he does. He say he's written a few of them. You go back to his um, IMDb, you'll see what I'm talking about. But nobody, those are like the shittier ones that he's done. There's a reason for that. Not everybody can do both. You can't, not everybody is it it's skilled enough to write and direct. Some people just have one or the other. And Tico only has a, a limited basis on directing, but he's not bad. he with with you know some work, uh, some experience, he could be pretty good now the problem is is the movies he's done that have been pretty bad now motel got shelved for whatever reason i don't want to get into it. it's it's a long you know history as to why that got shelved the block was kind of like a remake of motel they're both about the kind of the same you know storyline about a a hooker and a guy but he did do a movie called the block and then he did drag hell And then uh, the soundtrack
1: for Drag Hell is on, uh, is on Spotify,
0: but the movie. They need a soundtrack for that.
1: Yeah, there's a soundtrack, but there's no. And I I just uh, provided you with a link with the official trailer for uh, Drag Hell. Yeah. I just got pulled off of YouTube.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. There's uh, a but look, I've I'm not that fat anymore. But at the time I was bigger than I am now, and there's a fat guy in the movie, and that was a part that was written for me, because Tico's like, oh, i got to have my fat friend in the movie, so Jack wanted, it, and I'm like, I'm trying not to be the fat guy in movies, I want to lose weight. Oh, but you're fat now, come on, it'll be cool, and I'm like, there's a golden rule in acting, you never turn down a part. That's you know a rule because you never know that might be to other parts and other parts other parts, so you you know you're not ever supposed to turn down anything that's kind of handed to you. But the thing is, when I saw the script and I'd seen another script that Tico was involved in that he didn't write and he wanted to produce that one as a film, I, I kept telling him Tico, why don't you do this other movie that you're attached to? And he kept saying, no, but I want to do Drag Hell first. And I was like, yeah, but you're going to waste all your money on a movie that nobody is going to want to see. What you would think with today's, you know, you know, the way the climate is today, hey, this would be an easy actually, seller, the right? Script
1: that we, actually, the script that we came up with would have been a good movie for, uh, especially now, with the type of horror, yeah. horror that is popular. I think, yeah. that that, I think that that script would have worked. But uh, Drag Hell is literally nowhere to be seen. Neither is none of his other movies. I'm wondering, so I'm wondering, you know, he's only got three movie credits to his name, and so I'm wondering where these movies are. Like, what, you know, especially Drag Hell, the one that he's hell-bent, was hell-bent on doing, and the one that has a soundtrack on Spotify, so where's the movie?
0: I mean, what's what's in the soundtrack? I mean, a bunch of, like, 70s, you know, like, songs, or, I mean, well, disco I mean, music? It's, it's or what's not, in this
1: uh, I have to pull up the Spotify thing for it. Let's see.
0: It's on I mean, Spotify. Really?
1: The soundtrack is actually on Spotify. I do not believe this. It literally is. Here, I'll post it. I'll give you the link. It's on okay. here. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Real that's amazing <laughs>
0: let's see yeah yeah, there it is and i I love the visual it looks like uh, a f- uh maybe an eighth grader with computer did the uh the actual design there for the uh, logos and but let's see we have I need your love <laughs> as an a track um then you have I need your love acoustic then you have Whore for you <laughs> <laughs> by the crying spell, never heard of them. Then you have Ophelia, Ophelia, um, by Ink. Then we have the sin uh, by Johnny, not Alpha, but Johnny Bacolas, 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 Bacolas? Johnny Bacolas. Zaid, want to help me out now, Johnny Bacolas? Yes, yeah,
1: Johnny Bacolas and Len Wortram.
0: Yeah, those are tough ones for me. Uh, then we have the song Beautiful. But The Crying Spell again, and I the guess that Crying that's,
1: Spell must be a, yeah, must be a group that, uh, that Tico is friends with, because it looks like The Crying Spell is all over the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, they must, I think they might have produced this uh, soundtrack. Uh, let's see, we have Paranoia, they got a lot of which... Music.
1: They got a lot of albums on Spotify.
0: Yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, Paranoia by a, a certain Pamela Moore. Um, Suicide Woman by The Crying Spell. And, of course, we all knew this was coming... Lesbian Unicorn.
1: Oh, wow. Really?
0: By Len <laughs> Hurtram. <laughs> I mean, I love unicorns, and I love lesbians. And, I think, and when I you think, unite I this, the I two. think
1: this one must have been, this one ironically must have been, uh, they must have had Henry Cavill and watch Justice League in mind when they came up with this one. Mustache, which is done yes. by Len Hurtram, Eric yes. Snyder. Snyder Cut, yeah, there you go. Oh, Todd. Yeah, release the Snyder cut. Yep. That mustache. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> this is as close as you're gonna get to the Snyder cut, my friend. Right there.
1: <laughs> like I'm sitting here, like you know what? This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the what's the last the last word? The last soundtrack, rotisserie. The last song that's on the, the soundtrack I, is all rotisserie.
0: That's kind of like how you feel after watching the trailer uh, for the movie. You feel like a rotisserie chicken, like you're getting fucked from both ends, like. <laughs> Because it's such a terrible trailer, like, I feel like I was getting ass-fucked and mouth-fucked at the same time I was watching this, and I'm like, this doesn't feel good, like, what do you guys (laughs) have, what do you guys have parades, because you can't be happy after this shit, like, I literally felt like I was in, uh, was like you were just reading my mission
1: to find this movie. If it's on the internet somewhere, I will find it and it will end up on my Plex account. <laughs> Cause we've got to see this and we've got to do a commentary track for it too.
0: <laughs> Dude, it's funny when I, whenever I saw the uh, trailer for this and I obviously, obviously see the fat guy, I'm like, that would have been me. But thank God I didn't do it. Um. I'm a lot thinner now, so it would, you know, I could completely escape the shame uh, because I wouldn't look anything like that as I did back then, as I do now. But here's the the bad part: my name would have been attached to it, to you know, people would have been like, "Who is this uh, Angel Espino? Who's in this movie named Hat? I got the runtime, and
1: I got the runtime. It's seventy three minutes. I'm wow. going to find it. I got the runtime. There are torrents about uh, available of it that exists somewhere. I'm going to find this movie. <laughs>
0: wow. You actually think this is on torrent somewhere? Like somebody actually it said, is. you know it's what? A, well, it's, it's, this must you know, be co- torrentized. The
1: copies, that are, the copies that are out here are, say that it's, that it's a web rip. So it must have been offered at some point on some sort of website for you to stream. Because they all say, all the copies say web rip. So we'll see. Huh.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'm intrigued to, to watch this or terrified.
1: I think I, I, I think we should watch it together and do like a commentary. Really, Jackal. I mean, he denied us the horror movie we wanted to do that was actually tasteful to do this yeah. film. So I think it's only fitting that we do a commentary track. <laughs>
0: And and not to like you know blow our heads you know up on how good of the writers we are or anything like that, but you know our script was pretty tight. I mean when I when I went through it a couple of times, I was like, how can you reject this? Like it their flows, made it st- made sense, uh, characters developed, uh, they were interactive with each other, and yeah, wrapped we up we had nicely. A
1: of, we had a lot of homages to classic '80s horror movies. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, if you wanted to make something that was marketable that you could actually find, this would have been a good movie. It might have ended up on who knows, man. It might have ended up on Netflix or one of the other six million streaming services that exist now. Instead, of, kidding. instead yeah. of instead of instead uh, of this instead of drag hell on Pornhub. I mean, that that's essentially what's going to happen. I have a feeling. That, that's where I'll find the movie. On Pornhub.
0: I think the main character on the uh, Drag Home movie, like, the name is Chalupa or something like that. Like,
1: <laughs> really, bro. You see, this is, this is why... Um...
0: It felt like I was being taken to the border and beaten to death, like I've seen, <laughs> seen that trailer. <laughs> I
2: felt like a Chalupa. Have you guys... Um, it, it might be on Tubi. That's like a weird um, streaming site where um some of the smaller like gorehound horror um companies like um necrostorm who made like adam chaplin and hotel inferno and shit like they they stream their movies on there i don't know like um but those guys actually have distribution and dvds released to their films as well in the united states so um i'm, I'm going to check sure, e- i'm um... going to check
1: ebay and see if there's a see if there's a dvd out there
2: Look, for, look up on you, I offer more than eBay. I offer sounds like a place where they would have it more than eBay, in my opinion. I
0: offer. I never even heard of I offer.
2: Yeah, I offers the bootleg eBay. Like that's where you go. Oh. To buy, that's where you go to buy bootleg shit, basically. But like in oh. format it. It's it's you, you you bid on bootleg stuff. Like mostly DVDs and Japanese rips of movies and shit. They still got DVDs. I that I'd be surprised. You'd
1: be surprised. People still buy DVDs, Jackal. It's still a thing, dude. I
2: don't. I send, send Zodrider the codes for my Vudu um, downloads all the time. Still, when I buy anime and movies and shit, so
1: yeah, it's good. It's it's great stuff, man. I mean, you the fact that you can still buy physical media in this digital world and the simulation we're living in is pretty amazing to me.
0: I was in I was in, in, a, I was in a, on a Facebook group a while back and. Every time they, I'm talking like a few months ago, maybe five, six months ago, and every time one of the members would buy like a Blu-ray, you know, you get the uh, digital streaming paper that says go here and yeah, you download them yeah, in the because
1: now it's now it's, uh, it's either voodoo or Movies any, Anywhere, right? They shut down, they shut down UV, which was ultraviolet. They shut that right.
0: down. Right. So. Well, on that group, um, whoever would buy like Blu-rays, they didn't want like the streaming for whatever stupid reason. They would post the uh, like a picture of that paper, and now like you wake up every morning, just go there first and be like, "Come on, post something good, come on!" Right? I was the out. first
1: person to get it. You know that's, Got that's what it. they would do. They'd post it. They yeah. didn't care who took it. You had to be looking yep. for it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I was uh, on a lot of sites like that. They used to give give codes away like that on Blu-ray.com too. They would just there'd be a yep. whole thread where people would just give away their digital copies.
0: Oh, man, my voodoo account is loaded with movies like that. I yeah. love it because mm-hmm. free, free streaming movies. Got to love that. And uh, speaking of which. Uh, I just said mine get, to
2: Zod Rider, and I ended up getting some fucking sweet-ass OG Fist of North Star manga out of it. So, like, well, it was a very good trade, in my opinion. But hey,
1: I actually, man. I actually made out really well I, I felt, I felt like, you know. I felt like if anybody, if anybody was going to, you know, uh, totally appreciate that, you would, man. That that's that's definitely something that, that's something that I always try to make sure that if I'm going to send somebody something, I know that they're that that's something that they're going to personally appreciate.
0: The yeah. alternator here would definitely appreciate it.
1: It's like when it's like you, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, you know, ration things out accordingly to the right mm-hmm. to the right people to make sure they go to the right places, so
0: that is correct now, speaking of streaming, if you find that copy, you let us know
1: oh, I'm still looking i'm gonna find it. I don't know where I'm gonna have to go to get it. I might have to go somewhere uh special because it doesn't look like it's available uh very it's gonna be very easily easy to find I don't know.
0: Well, let's uh, let's move on from that. As you search for <laughs> "Drag Hell" by Tico Herrera, um, and Edwar- my, by
1: Eduardo Tico Herrera. Yes, yes. got to give shout outs to Eduardo. Now, his lead actor, <laughs> that Gene uh, Franco, is Gene Franco. Any relation to James Franco? No, he
3: only
0: got it, one, no. one He's only got Dave. Yeah, and I think Dave's one of changes. Uh, the yeah, And Matt. Gene Franco's
1: yeah. only cre- only film credit is. Drag hell zombies meat lovers so yeah i don 't think so well, when you
0: star in that movie, i mean that 's the the pinnacle of your life you know you don 't well, go any further than that
2: I plus mean. James Franco makes enough of his own movies that like a lot of people never went and saw until he made yeah. the, um, the, the room movie, so if he if he was going to give his if his brothers were going to appear in weird movies that nobody was going to watch. They would be in James Franco's movies up until he made um, Disaster Artist because that dude's. Made, I, I looked him up. He made, he's made like fifteen movies. He's directed them, and like Disaster Artist is like the only one that like anybody knows about. I've actually watched some of them. He's not bad. He's not as good as um, Jonah Hill is as a dir- um, well, director. Well, Gene Franco
1: but. is a is a chick or a tranny or something, and Jean, so I don't know. Maybe she's the she he or she is the. Uh, if you, if you don't know, you're supposed to say they is on. You is the, well? I think maybe it's the black sheep of the family. You know? I don't that know. He, but yeah. You know,
0: you're not
2: sure what, if the, if it's a boy or a girl. You're supposed to call him a day it, It's proper. Well,
0: Gene it's proper. is it's a very like diverse name because you can't Gene tell it's a male. Gene could be own. a
2: guy or a girl.
0: Though, yeah. Hey, remember the the old Saturday Night Live skit with it's Pat? What the hell is Pat? Nobody could tell. guys remember that? No, am I the only one who remembers Pat?
2: Pat, dude. No. Yeah, you're the only person who remembers Pat. Like, come on, man. I
0: mean, come on. I'm not that old. You guys got remember Pat.
2: Only you're the only person. the man Nelson Mandela himself showed up and told me to forget about Pat. He's like, you must well, forget.
0: <laughs> that was part of the Mandela effect. You cannot remember the Pat. <laughs> but I remember the Pat. You are special. You remember the Pat. <laughs> okay, I am special. I remember the Pat. Okay, here I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna send you,
1: you gentlemen, the, the. Uh, you found it. A, a picture here, so you could see what the lead actress looks like. What this, what this unsung Franco looks like here.
0: <laughs> the unsung Franco. As we look at that and probably regurgitate our lunch for the week, um, there is a uh, big news um, that we haven't covered, guys. No. Yeah. Nobody will. But Tom yeah.
2: Holland came back as Spider Man, and like he's going to no. do you again. No. He was,
1: the, well, bro- that, that he was is, the he was the broker of peace that made the deal yes. happen. Allegedly, though.
0: That is that is big news, and I was going to get to that, but I was going to uh, get to the uh, Joker news first, which we can cover that second since you already brought up the uh, Tom Holland news. But yeah, no, Tom Holland is back. He is the broker of peace, and I, didn't I say that? Uh, like, I, I think it was on this show, no, not a long time ago. I know I said it on California Guy's, uh, page when they posted it. Spider-Man is no longer in the MCU. Oh my god! What are we gonna do? Are they gonna reboot? Is this gonna be, uh, are they gonna bring back Toby McCreyer? Uh, are they gonna bring back, uh, the, the guy from, uh, what's his face from, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2? I can't remember his name but it was such, such lousy movies. Uh, what the hell is his name? I really can't remember. I don't think uh, anybody
2: thought they were going to bring back Andrew Garfield.
0: Because yeah, somebody straight guy.
2: up fired him and said they weren't going to ever work with him again after what he did.
0: I literally went blank on his name. That's how shitty those movies were. But that, anyway, uh, no, uh, yeah, no, uh, Tom uh, is the broker of peace. And um, he brought everybody together with a couple of tweets. See, this is the power of social media. He went on social media and said, Guys, we cannot... Have this, and then the rest of the world we were like, "Yeah, man, we cannot have an MCU. We cannot have without <laughs> Spider-Man. They just keep, we can't do that. Even you know, I we've had it movie. up to this point.
2: I could have but we can't an MCU do it without Spider-Man. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it before him, and I could enjoy it after him. Because, like, we're having an MCU now without Iron Man, and nobody seems to really mind that."
0: Well, allegedly, but he's going to be in, in a couple of upcoming movies. So,
2: I don't see why he doesn't have any connection to anybody besides Iron Man. Plus, I think that um, yeah. I finally watched um, uh, National Lampoon, Spider-Man, European Vacation, and that, that's actually a pretty good exit point for that character from the MCU. So it, it's cool that he's back. The fans will finally stop crying, but I was never really uh, that upset about it.
0: I'm cool with that like I like the 2 Spider-Man movies, he did, you know, uh, Far uh away uh or away and far animals live for or whatever they're called. It's uh, a national- Journey Home.
2: Man, European vacation. It's
0: exactly cuz everywhere whatever.
2: Falls, everything falls down just like with Clark Griswold. He's like, "Oh, I got my webs and I'll try to make it stick, but oh no, it still fell uh, down." You know what,
1: guys? I wanted a Night Monkey movie I it. and I'm very yeah, sad Night that we're not was the me.
2: shit. Now Night Monkey, Marvel should have been like, "Okay, Sony, you could keep Spider-Man, but we're going to hire Tom Holland to do these other film series for us while you guys do your Spider-Man, and we're going to do Night Monkey. And like, I would have been fine with that. That would have been the shit if they would have just kept Tom Holland in the MCU as Night Monkey. That been I honestly
1: he- think that that would have been the best possible thing they could have did, and that would have been the biggest F.U. ever. To Sony, they could have just—they would have just said, "You know what? That's cool. We already got our character. We're good."
0: <laughs> but think about this though: if uh, somebody beats him in the movie, they could be like, "Well, they were just beating the monkey."
3: Uh,
1: exactly. God, the jokes would have been great because everybody in the MCU loves jokes, right? All the fans, right. love jokes. So hey, we could add a ton of spanking the monkey jokes. You know. Right, monkey. He he wasn't
0: monkeying around. He was swinging like a Spider-Man. Oh, (laughs) the puns are incredible. Uh, But you know, I'm I'm okay with uh, him coming back. I have no issues. I like I said, I like the movies the two he did. Uh, I'm you know at least there's continuity going forward. And uh, one thing though, you know, even though it crossed a billion dollars. Cap, you know, Captain Marvel with Brie Larson, that's going to be an issue. I, I do believe if they make a sequel to that movie without somebody who could actually, you know, hype it up, the sequel's going to flop. Because I mean, the first one was good, but not you know great. It could have been better with another actress. She was kind of bland in it. Special effects are great. It's not garbage. You, because of her It wasn't so much the movie Everything was cool I like Sam Jackson But she's just not
1: the- likable, Jackal That's the problem That's the
0: problem, yes, I agree I like, I'm not disagreeing there
1: And she throws her political agenda into everything That's why it, it, it just doesn't And they know this They know that every time she opens her mouth It's a train wreck So I think that was the real reason That we got Spider-Man back in the MCU Because they know they need somebody to to prop up this Captain Marvel movie.
0: Well, that's the point I'm trying to get across. She was, you know, she's badly cast. She is uh, kind of a a douchebag in in real life. She treats the fans and the stuff that she's tweeted out there. But she's not the only one who can be kind of accused of that sort of behavior and eh, getting away with it. Uh, look where the, what's his name, Crying Ryan Johnson did after the uh, the last uh, Gate Eye or Jedi. Oh, Ryan, uh, I that.
1: wonder how she's doing yeah.
0: these days. You know, like, uh, he was, uh, or, or she, or whatever, was talking all <laughs> no kind of nonsense. What
1: a, day, what a night we're having. Uh, the, the drag queen episode of the round table.
0: <laughs> no, this is amazing. We've never had, we've never made these, these kind of jokes before, guys. It's like this is the first time we have dragged <laughs> it out this long. Get it dragged it out. Uh, but you know, Brian Johnson or uh, Rian Johnson, I like that. Um, that said a lot of nasty things about fans. He's got like really like puffy nasty,
1: nasty things. Oh,
0: like he's <laughs> become like the puffy of Star Wars, where he's toxic and nobody really wants to be around him. But somehow he's done the trilogy. And he thinks that he's making. Toxic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's beyond comprehension. That after The Last Jedi, he's still somehow, some way getting a trilogy. I, I don't know how that happens.
1: I, I still don't think that's going to happen. I think that's bullshit. I, I think they would be... They they almost... They're just saying that, but they're, it's not going to I mean, I don't think so. Especially when... It it just I bet you it's all going to depend on how Rise of Skywalker does. If Rise of Skywalker is people are Good. comfortable with Rise of Skywalker and JJ was successful in retconning, uh most of Rianne's mistakes, then maybe they'll you know maybe they'll be like well yeah, and then they'll announce that, that they're not doing the they're not doing the Rianne Johnson trilogy then.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I think he even though know, he doesn't come out and publicly said it, he is retconning a lot of it. Uh, one thing that's rumored now, and I think this is true because I heard it through uh, another source, and then I read it on the internet, and uh, I even told Cali, I think about it a few weeks ago, when I w- was told that uh, this was kind of like what was going to end up happening, was that Ray, spoiler alert, is a Palpatine. That's the, uh, she's the granddaughter of uh, Palpatine. And um what happens is the whole rise of Skywalker is the Jedi's are now extinct, so are the Sith's. And the new rise is a uh, cult-like following of Luke's called the Skywalkers. And she literally becomes the new Skywalker because she doesn't want to be associated with Dark Lord of the Sith and the Empire's ruler, Darth Xevious, Emperor Palpatine. So she, you know, she, she changes her last name to Skywalker, and becomes officially the first Skywalker in the new era. So that's the theory going around. And I, I told uh, our buddy, kind of got that, and uh, he was like, "Well, Jack, I'll be honest with you, makes perfect sense to me. It actually it fits in with my theory of something that I heard also uh, through uh, Tyrone uh, here in 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 Oakland." And I'm telling you, I'm going to be honest with you, Jackal, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about on the California Guys show, as I am the California Guys show. And I said, well, there you go, California guy. That's show. exactly what you, Yeah, <laughs> ca- Exactly. Said, there you go, California guy show. Be honest <laughs> with the audience. I'm not sure if he said it or not, because he does a show like, you know, NBC running from the law. Like, you know, he oh, show. Oh,
2: man, I miss his shows. They were like some kind of fucking weird cocaine feel thing like he would go in like 15 minutes he'd like he'd talk about fred flintstone and batman and then he'd talk about wrestling for a couple seconds and then he'd be like turning around and then, like he'd be back to fred flintstone you're just like jesus daryl how did you get all the all that out in just that little bit of time dude oh my god he's all <laughs> over the place he's like the tasmanian devil of podcasting just, da, 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 da. that's
0: why he is the california guy show from the california guy show yeah. he is the show <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, <laughs> oh, that intro too. And right, welcome to the California Guys Show. and I'm your host, the California Guys Show.
0: <laughs> hey, Daryl, you're always gonna get shit about that. You're my buddy. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. my you're my friend. I love you. You're, you're always welcome to call in, but you know, we're always gonna get shit about that because that's <laughs> Straight- you know, like <laughs> there's some things you just gotta take in life. You know, like, I make fun of myself all the time. You should learn to embrace the other California guy show from the California guy. And you should
1: have learned to embrace the idea of being a fat guy in a transsexual zombie movie, Jack. Yeah, but see, there's certain
0: lines <laughs> that no human beings
1: you just yeah, don't your cross. Break. As an actor, your big break doing something that you would never do in real life, that's called acting.
0: Yeah, but then I had an epiphany. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, and I said, I, I don't want my debut in acting to be in a drag queen movie that nobody's going to see, but they're going to be able to Google me and be like, what were you doing on the set there, jackal? Well,
2: what, what, how, your hero, Christian Bell, what do you think of what happened to his career if he felt that way? Of course, it wasn't his first film, but it was one of the movies that put him in the limelight, a little film called Velvet Goldmine, which... Uh, hey... Of- one, Mr. He was okay. getting
0: ass fucked by Obi Wan Kenobi.
2: Yeah, but he still, it still did it in on film, and it got him huge. You, you being. The fat huge. zombie <laughs> granny. Just think about what that could. This show could be huge. We could all be PewDiePie millionaires on YouTube and shit. If you would have just been a, a, a fat you would have just taken one, one for the team. <laughs> up, My
0: ass is an exit-only ass. Now I'll see that yeah, real yeah, you quick. you really
1: but wouldn't have had to do it? It's just a movie, Jackal. Yeah,
0: I understand that. Movie that's what I'm going with. Vovago, yeah. by the way, I'll you
3: really.
1: On TV, you're not a real granny.
0: Yeah. You know, Christian okay. Bale wasn't really getting ass-fucked. It was just make-believers.
1: Right, yeah, just Turkish like that would have been for you. You would have just been make
0: believe. But that, that wasn't his debut movie. He had other movies that, that people, like, loved him in. That they could have <laughs> been like, well, love a gold mine. Eh, who cares? Literally, this would have been like the one. See, never worked again. And then I have kids. And then one day they're like, they're in school, you know, let's just go all Nobody fiction gonna on
2: here. Nobody's going to find that movie at a school, too, Yeah, I can't even find it
1: now. It's nowhere to be found.
0: As luck would have it, um, the person in charge of casting, which was uh, Tico's friend, uh, I forget her name, very nice lady, I have no issues with her, um, she kind of like uh, pressured me into not doing it also because she didn't like me and uh, she didn't want me in the movie. She didn't want me around, basically, I don't know why. I had no issues with her. Oh I have god no idea god what man. her issue was. Seriously. Yeah, I think it was she had a little fat guy in mind that she wanted him.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's, That's what, what I was thinking. Was. Like, yeah. You're not pretty enough to be the fat guy in our movie. <laughs> I have a much. Quite stupid. frankly,
0: you have a face for radio. <sighs> I
2: mean, you got. Yeah, you're just not. You're just not pretty fat. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, oh my god. Now let's bring to something actually important guys for a second here. Um because you know I'm tired of talking about this nonsense, uh drag queens and, and whatnot.
3: <laughs> drag queens.
0: Yes, good stuff. Um uh, this week we had a debut at Cinemas, uh, which between me and Zod Rider we saw I don't know if Johnny saw this or not yet. Uh but Zod saw it, I saw it, and uh we have shared opinions. And it, not only do we share an opinion, but the movie is number one at the box office, breaking all kind of records, and it is a complete departure from anything that DC Warner Brothers has produced, and even though it kind of looks and feels like the Nolan universe, it is so well made for the period that, is, that this takes place in, that it, it's, a, it's a damn near masterpiece. And I'm talking about Joker. I absolutely love this movie and it, it, it's haunting in some areas, um, I think Alex uh, 2.0, I actually I said this, I'm going to quote him, it's a movie that's going to stick with me for a long time and it is that kind of movie, like when you watch it, like, you know, you, you could tell that there's a lot of Martin Scorsese in the, the way this is uh, shot in the film, uh, Todd Phillips is the director. Uh, From the Hangover movies, which you never would expect that after watching Joker, but it is nothing like the other Jokers. And at the same time, it feels like you're like you're watching all the other Jokers, kind of wrapped into one, and given a backstory. And and there's so many Easter eggs in this thing. There's so many little nods to different uh, you know parts of the the Batman universe. Uh, we do see a uh, young Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne. I, one thing I loved, and I, I'm not gonna get too into spoilers, because the movie just came out this weekend. Uh, but I will say that, you know, we see a different side of the Wayne family in this, where Thomas Wayne is not like the ultimate good guy who gets killed, but he's kind of a dickhead in this movie. See, he's kind of a douchebag. Your career politician type, businessman, you know, like, you know, very, uh, douchey in the way he behaves, and, um, I do love the fact that you get the, the Wayne origin in there, where, you know, if they decided to make other movies, hint, hint which they, it looks like they are, in this universe, and you get to the point that you get to see Batman, you don't have to see the origin now, because you saw they were killed, and I think that, that's beautifully set up here, for those who haven't seen it, I'm sorry for the spoilers. But well, you really should go watch this movie. It's, uh, and it's not a movie that costs uh, you know, a ton of money. It costs, what, $60, 70000000 to make? And in one day, it turned its profit. I mean, that's how good it's doing. But it is a fabulously shot movie. Cinematography-wise, in the way it's edited, it feels like you're in the 80s. It really does. Like, it has that 70, 80, early 80s feel and look. And what amazed me right off the bat was, like, even like, the beginning sequence, when you see, like, the text come on the screen, they're, like, announcing the names, Warner Brothers pictures, like, all that stuff feels like you're watching an authentic period piece. It doesn't feel like, yeah, you're watching a modern movie set in the 70s or 80s. No, this is literally shot by shot. It feels like you're watching Taxi Driver or something like shot in that era. It actually has that, that look, feel, tone, editing. Um, uh, I mean, the way that the, the script is is thought out. Uh, jo- Joaquin Phoenix, if he doesn't win an Oscar for this, he'll never win an Oscar in his life. He is brilliant as Joker. Uh, to the point where if he is the only Joker going forward, I'm okay with that. Uh, for at least a few films. And uh, hint, hint. He said he's willing to come back and do more. So I think that's a good chance we're going to get to see him eventually either with his own Batman in the series, if they go that route, or maybe join the, the Matt Reeves Batman universe in a sequel in, after the first movie. I don't know. We, we don't know much about that movie. Uh, I could see it going either way because a lot of these actors nowadays like working with big-name directors and other big name actors, and you know we don't like him all that much because of the Twilight movies. But Robert Pattinson, uh, the, the Twilight, of, Twilight of the Bat, as we like to call it, does have a following.
2: Yeah, Sparkle's he, the Batman has potential in my book. Yeah. Hey, but I have one question for you, Jackal. How was How was my home girl, love of my life, Zazie Beats up in that movie? Was she Was she good in there?
0: Everybody was good in the movie. Good. I yeah, she
1: that. She was She was, was wonderful yeah. in the movie. Yeah. She had she had she she had a very minimalistic role, but it was a still yeah. a pretty good role. And I got, you know, uh <clears throat> shout shout out shout out to my friend uh Chauncey who uh does her own uh YouTube channel and she did a good review and talked about how the role of women in the Joker is kind of very, very underdeveloped. And I made it a point replying to her when I told her that the You know, the women being underdeveloped in that movie made sense because the movie was being told through the eyes of Arthur or Joker. And you got it. And so, of course, you're seeing things from him, his perspective. You're seeing things from a guy who's on medicine, who's off medicine, who's having delusions, who's dealing with reality. You're seeing, you're getting like a whole profile on mental illness. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. It, the, movie, the movie, at the end of the day, is a, a character study on mental illness and uh, gun control and, he, and a he, bunch of things that kind of are going an, on now.
2: He's kind of an incel, too, right, in this a little bit, right? So, like, there would be a reason uh, I why... I wouldn't
1: say he's an incel.
2: Well, he, he's not really a hit with the women, so there's a reason <laughs> why where a guy like him would have a minimal female character interactions in his life right basically well like, that's
0: not necessarily the issue and i mean this is something that i and when i was talking about this i kind of a uh, connected a little bit with the character because the whole purpose of like what happens to him early on is i don't want to get into the spoilers but he has a heavy re- you know relationship with his mother who is kind of you know it's like a norman
1: bates kind of thing almost. kind of not, not um, as not as
0: like and to the and end, emotion, he kind of
1: becomes. But it's yeah. more. It's more like at at some point you're. Just, it's just like. It's just like what is like you kind of get the feeling that he just he just breaks. It's just you know what's what's the point of being you know with her like she's. Well, and, there's a reason he, why and he breaks, and he makes a good comment. And like I said, I don't want to spoil yeah. it for anybody, but the line that he says. Just before he kills his mother, is priceless.
0: Oh, yeah, but he spoiled a major part okay, of the so movie. Okay, so
2: he's he's probably oh, more yeah. like the he's probably more like the serial killer Edwin Kemper than Norman Bates than if he actually did that. Okay, that's that's yeah, that's a Sorry. major Sorry. Spoiler. spoiler, by the way. That
0: yeah, a major, major.
1: spoiler. I, it's hard to have these conversations so soon I, after a movie yeah. out.
2: It's, yeah, yeah, well, I, I ain't tripping, man. <laughs> I'm like. Well, oh, yeah,
1: you think. might not I mean, I be, but anybody sure, else listening. Spoilers, you know, there are spoiler people with spoiler reviews out there, but yeah. I, I just spoil the major parts, well, so I don't want
2: to... I'm pretty see. sure something like that in the movie, especially with... It's kind of telegraphed that it's coming, like when you're watching the film, right? So, like... Sure no, not really. no, 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 not really.
0: No, really. no. No, right? it, the thing is, what happens no, in the movie, no. and uh, <laughs> uh, let's say we're paying attention to, like, every piece of dialogue. There's a uh, there's, uh, part of the movie where it kind of explains and lays out why he does it. And um, that's where I cut off on being connected to that part of the storyline is, you know, the original uh, purpose of him and his mother was he's caring for his mom. She's elderly. She's not, you know, healthy. And I could definitely relate to that dealing with my own personal you know, issues with my mother who passed away. But in a different setting, she passes away here. Uh, like Zod said, he actually kills his mother. I didn't kill my mom, but he kills his mom. And um, it it's a, a, a terrible, you know, scene.
1: I, I have a question, though, Jack. But
0: the the twist is so brilliant, the Do way they didn't believe, put it. Do you
1: believe, and I, this is just something that I, I had just thought about right now, just dawned on me the way the scene played out.
0: Do you uh-huh. believe
1: that he really did kill his mother or that he killed his mother in his mind? Because no. There's some stuff in that scene that I, I it's like you kind of there's a lot of stuff where it's where it's pretty much spelled out what's in his head and what's in it what isn't, but some of those stuff mm-hmm. some of the stuff is kinda of blurred. So I, I I was gonna ask your interpretation on that after the show, but since we already spoil I already spoiled that part, I figured I'd ask.
0: I I'll tell you why I say no. I think he actually did kill his mother and his wife. I
1: think he did I, too, but I was just wondering what your well, here's here's my take on that,
0: and we're almost out of time here. But uh, this is my take on why I do think he killed his mom. Um, simple reason: everything that happened that was really violent in the movie, he actually did. The moments of tenderness—if you watch the movie, the moments where he has like this tender moment, like with the neighbor, for example, right, on the right, elevator. Right. Uh, I think those were more of the moments where, like, it was all in his mind, because in his mind he was really a, a nice, good guy, but he was so, like, you know, flipped out that he was acting out in anger, the anger he felt inside that he could never, like, really be. So when he becomes the Joker character and he starts going down the rabbit hole, and that's, you know, when he kills his mom, when that starts happening, he crosses that line. Every violent act, including what happens to Murray, the uh, talk show host played by Robert oh, De Niro, yeah, yeah. yeah, what happens to him? All that really happened. Like he did those things, oh, and boy. at the end of the movie, I think he doesn't give a shit. And that's where like it becomes kind of like psycho Norman Bates because even the way he's talking to him, it's very much like like he's talking as his mother. Like you notice he like switches personality a little bit. He stops. He stops talking like. You know, like the Joker and he like adapts almost like a feminine like style of you know, moving and, and talking. And I don't know if I'm the only one that caught on to that. Um but I noticed that and they have like I I had that. Yeah, scene I, I kinda of thought.
1: felt like there was some sort of psycho in there a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Which made sense if you watch the movie the characterization is kind of like psycho meets the Joker Meets the Nolan Trilogy Joker, cause he, he resembles like a, a pre-Heath Ledger Joker in some of the scenes. He kinda does, even the body movements and stuff. Uh, there's a little bit of Heath Ledger in there. Uh, there's no asset dropping like in, uh, Batman 99. In fact, there's really almost no connections to that movie. Um at all, even the Easter egg ones, I didn't really, like, notice anything. This is more like, Geared towards the Dark Knight trilogy and, and the way you tone and feel. I don't know, Zad. Did you see any connections to the? There was that, right? a
1: connection to eighty nine. I seen that somebody pointed it out in a review, and I and I and I can't remember it off the top of my head right now because there was actual conne- There's actual little connections to every single cinematic and comic book major comic book uh, iteration of the Joker. In this movie there's there's hmm. just there's little uh, there's little things where they they went out of their way to make sure that they at least acknowledged in some way the previous all the previous iterations and there was something from batman eighty nine and I just can't remember what it is
0: there it was the, there's Ma- something, there
1: something in the movie that's from batman eighty nine there's literally something i just can't i just can't remember what it is i'll have to uh
2: they probably have him say one of the offhand yeah, things that. that Jack Nicholson said, because there's a lot of really kind of cool, clever, like almost um, surreal quotes that Jack Nicholson said as the Joker that they could have probably slipped in and had Phoenix say that a lot of people noticed. it. There was, so, something, like, there, it was it something, something like that. About, I don't
1: know if it was actually if it was actually something he said or did or if it was an actual prop. From Batman Air eighty nine, if it was actually a physical thing, but there's something in the movie that was from Batman eighty nine, and I just can't remember right now what it is. I'll have to.
0: Well, well, you can't this. when you can't figure it out, Google it out. So we'll Google that and then give you guys an update, or just Google it yourself and see yourself. Yeah. I mean, that always works. Uh, but I, I didn't notice it. I did not notice a lot of the other uh, kind of cameos. Not cameos, but Easter eggs and little you know, tie-ins and, and nods and whatnot. Uh, but, again, at the end of the day, I give the movie a, a per, almost a perfect score. This is as close to a DC masterpiece as you're going to get, not including the main good guy. Again, you're watching this from the villain's perspective, but he's also really not the villain. Like, the way they play it out, you have sympathy for this Joker, uh, for Arthur Fleck, to a certain extent. Obviously, when he starts killing people, you're like, well, sympathy out the window. But the first act, which a lot of people are like, oh, it's so boring and direct. Bullshit. That is a perfect setup for act two and three in the movie, which pays yeah. off beautifully. I, I love the first that- act.
2: I don't get people that say, people said the same thing last year with Mandy, and I'm like, yeah, dude, you have to sit through a half hour of some dialogue, but then after that, it's one of the greatest fucking horror movies ever made. That's so, absolutely, so just yeah. Sit, just sit through that shit, and because it, it's probably needed to get to the point where right. the movie actually gets exciting. Exactly,
0: that's, that's what it's, it's here. If you don't have that first act, then the movie's gonna feel like a rushed, you know, movie, and you're gonna be like, what the fuck, you know, like, why did he do this, 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 and this? But if you actually sit there and you don't go pee ten minutes in, like, I think that's what happened here, and you actually pay attention to what's happening, dialogue-wise. I love the scene, by the way, where he's like, in, in, in the, uh, apartment, and the guy, the goons come up to him, with a little midget, and he stabs one, and I, he stabs him in the fucking head. And then he lets a midget go and he kisses him on the forehead. And he's like, you've always been good to me. Go ahead. And the midget can't get out of the apartment because he can't reach the lock. I was like, oh, that's so funny. That's, and then he gets up and I'm like, you, everybody's like, oh, he's going to kill the midget. He's going to kill the midget. How cool would this be? He will slaughter a midget on the, and then he doesn't kill the midget. The midget lives.
1: You just spoil. you just spoiled an an even bigger great part. I thought that was the best scene in the movie, Jack. <laughs> the way he, the way he, the way he did that, the whole, the way the whole scene was set up, it was so great because the tension during that scene where you thought, "Oh my god!" and the way they set it up was like the perfect joke ever. The, the best
0: perfect joke ever. The, dude. That was not only the best joke, but the, the midget played it off beautifully. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm do being like politically incorrect. The little people, the wee person. Uh, he, the way that was set up was, uh, again, the tension was beautiful. The scene plays off really, really, really funny, uh, and, dare I say it, kind of scary because you don't know what's going to happen to the midget. Like, you, there's a moment there you're like, is he going to do it? Is he not? Uh, you know, I can imagine, you know, sitting there, like, say, in the 80s, and This this one would have come out in the 80s, and you're sitting there watching this for the first time, you, you'd be freaking out because... It has also a little element of like Silence of the Lamb. Like the way it's shot, and you know, like. I mean, there's so many different things in this movie that when you watch it, you're like, God. Where, why has Todd Phillips been wasting his time on like the hangover movies? He should because, be doing more stuff like this.
2: Because he, he, he established himself as like a weird comedy guy, but he's been trying to get out of it. Um, he tried um, to break into drama. I forget what it was called. It was like some movie with Jonah Hill and Miles Teller where they were arms dealers over in the Middle East a couple of years ago. Didn't yeah. do too well, but at least it was able to land him this. And um hell, it sounds like he's got a hell of a future as himself, for himself as a dramatic director going forward. So good for him. It looks like he finally broke himself out of that mold. Yeah. That's the thing. He did road trip, and then and then he did old school, and then after that, that's that's what people expected. You're like, okay, you do them stupid comedy movies. now no, go make a stupid comedy where a guy gets drunk and gets bit by a snake. That's what you do, Todd. Go make it.
0: Yep. Uh, well, going forward, I hope he gets more serious movies because I, I mean, I was again, uh, I was taken uh, to a completely different world and I never thought I'd see a joke movie. That he's always been there. an
1: amazing. Yeah, I've always enjoyed actor. his work. So I don't. So I wasn't expecting this to be a bad movie.
2: And no, he, no, no, no. Or a bad
1: per, or a bad performance out of him. I mean, he just you know, and you could tell he totally embodied the role. So it's not like you're gonna. <laughs> it's a quality. Part of me would really like to see him do more with this character, but part of me really wouldn't because I think. You you know you do something like that and then you're going to be under so much pressure to top it or to yeah, and you it, know, to add to it and you can only and it's like you can only go so far before you and I mean there's a reason why he normally doesn't do sequels so I would be I would be really surprised. Well, you're talking about top Phillips or you're talking
0: about Joaquin Phoenix? I'm we talking, talking about, about La- Phoenix. Phoenix.
2: We're talking about Joaquin. Yeah, we're talking we were
0: talking about <laughs> Top Phillips. So you you, can, you jump to a different person altogether uh, here. Um, yeah, that I was now, like halfway, halfway through that I was like, wait a second, we're not on the same page here. But Joaquin, uh, no, but I know, but I agree. Joaquin Phoenix was you know fantastic as Joker, um, but he's agreed to do a sequel to this, so you know I well, think there's a good chance. did
1: he just say that if the opportunity arose and something was good that he would actually that he that, would do it? I, because
3: Todd Phillips, said, Todd
1: Phillips actually said because Todd Phillips actually said because he was asked point blank if if there was if he was at some point this joker was going to connect to the Matt Reeve Batman movie
0: and he said absolutely not yeah, so is, yeah. he, he was, yeah. to the first one but does that mean the sequel won't connect
2: I, I, I don't know i no, he's. Well, well, dude, if the Matt Reeves Batman movie comes out and it's not as good as we all kind of hope it, wa- really want it to be, would you really want to see this Joker that you think is to no. show up no, there?
0: No, not at all. And that's that's, that's, that's why I'm
2: agreeing with um, Zod yeah. here. There's there's something about like when you have something that comes out that's this good, that like it might as well just like enjoy the one thing that this was really good. I, under, and I understand that. You, have it pooped out into something... To, to have more but it's not as good
0: but and here's the thing but here's the thing matt reeves did make good planet of the eight movies he's a good director yeah, we know that much are
1: nowhere those, no movies are nowhere near when it comes to quality level what this movie put out bro I mean, no, no, uh, no 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 that's the, that's knows, no no but he knows no but he doesn't have to do it no
0: no 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 no, i hold on but he knows how to do action, we know that, he knows how to do CGI really well, and nobody could say on this call that they they knew Todd Phillips was going to knock this out of the park like this. I, nobody could have called that.
2: hopes, man, because that was Hopes the thing is really one thing, but
0: nobody gets go on record saying they knew 100% that was going to happen. So you never know if you give Joaquin Phoenix over to Matt Reeves, and let's just say, and I'm hoping the movie's good. I don't want to see it be bad because, you know, it Sparkles the baddest in it. I want to see a good batman adaptation. I don't care who the actor is, uh, yeah. spe- especially after the last, uh, you know, and, and you know, Pattison, incarnation.
2: Matt can act. I've seen that kid act. So he can. He does have chops. I don't care what anybody tries to say. Twilight be damned. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that like. But I'm worried about um, what Zod's always worried about, and that's Warner Brothers' um, interference with these movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, it took, uh, allegedly, uh, Todd Phillips had to literally beg Warner Brothers for over a year to let him make this movie. So that's, you know... But I, think about yeah, it. If you're if that's you're what?
0: Warner Brothers, I mean, that, there's a lot of red flags going into this production. So what a joker. There's no Batman. You got Tom Phillips who did the hangover. Uh, the last thing over movie was maligned by critics. Uh, he hasn't not had, had any serious movies no, as a, a hit movie. Is,
1: with that movie, with this movie, initially you had Martin Scorsese on board, bro. So when I know. you get Martin Scorsese on board for uh, for a movie about an independent movie about the Joker, you don't you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna pass on that for real. That's just But, not he, he, was, but movie, he was but he wasn't
0: directing he was a consultant on the movie like he was a consultant,
1: and at one point well at one point he was an exa- yeah. at one point he was an executive producer with right. with oper- with an opportunity to direct and he had to, he had to step away from the project because of some other project he was working on yeah, he right Yeah it but, that
2: Netflix movie The Irishman instead right that which and, that's, that,
0: that's why I mean, the that's under the red flag you lose your you know your Possible director. They, they and it's, lose a, him. He, and he it's Martin. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I understand that, but it's Martin Scorsese and he walks. And then now you're bringing in Todd Phillips. Again, then follow the narrative before you talk over me. Follow this narrative. You lose Martin Scorsese and you replace him with the Hangover guy. There's absolutely no way that anybody can say 100%. They were like, yeah, this is going to be a hit movie. I mean, there's, uh, look what happened with, with uh, Solo, with you know the Star Wars stuff, and they replaced directors. Uh, and then they gave Rian Johnson his own movie for whatever stupid reason. Uh, you know, when you start meddling with the with the thought process uh, of a movie uh, who was there from the initial, in the in, in inception of the movie, name drop, one of uh, Nolan's movies, but when, you, when you're doing, you know, that much work, and then you, you know, whatever, and then you go in and you replace him with the guy who did The Hangover, you know, that's a red flag for a lot of people, and, uh... I'm just happy it came out this good. And uh, again, going forward, I hope he kind of like goes in and says, okay, I'll do a sequel because he's done sequels. It's not like he's foreign to that. And he continues to in this path. But if Matt Reeves does a good job and he nails Batman the way, you know, we're hoping and the way we wanted to do good on Batman, and it, that's a huge movie. And he's directed other big movies before. Why wouldn't Joaquin Phoenix want to work on that as well, and do the Joker on that? It would make sense.
2: Some of the things that you brought up. Are things that Joaquin Phoenix is opposed to. He hates CGI films. That's the reason why he didn't play Doctor Strange because they had him brought him in and there was nothing but green screens around him. And he's like, I don't. Do but we haven't so
0: seen well. what Matt Reeves is going to do, and this is a much lower budget Batman movie. And it's, supposedly, it's set in a much more realistic tone than even Batman versus Superman or Men of Steel. We're aimed at, so while he's great at CGI, you have to use CGI We're a Batman movie, regardless. Yeah, yeah,
3: no, no, no. But I if you know set that, it but, in a but,
0: realistic universe, well, no, if you set it in a realistic universe. You can t- look. A good writer will tie in the characters. That's not. I'm. Um, that's ridiculous to say. Oh, you can't do it. Yes, you can. A good writer will figure it out. Now nah, it's getting good. riders on board. Next, d- will, will not be in a green screen
2: movie. He hates them. He's he's refused. He to be did in a them.
0: gladiator. That Glad- green screen. He's done it before. And if you unload a truckload of money, and he's already hinted that he'll do it, believe me, he's gonna fucking do the movie.
2: He walked from Doctor Strange, man. Yeah, yeah you know, but he walked he for he a yeah, for a different. Yeah, by, he, he but but
0: that was for a yeah, different he movie. He walked from that shit. <laughs> but that was, for, that was that was because he was offered the Joker.
2: Oh, and that, makes, that makes all the sense in the world. He walked away from what a two hundred three three hundred million dollar movie to a sixty million dollar movie because yes,
0: but compared to Doctor Strange to the Joker, who's infinitely more popular.
2: I don't know. I'm pretty sure done. Doctor and, now, and now, no,
0: no, okay. no. Doctor Strange is a popular right. character. But the Joker is literally the number one villain in the entire DC Universe. Who would you rather play? A third-rate superhero or the number one villain in the entire DC Universe? The most important villain in the Batman Universe. But that's the
2: thing, he has no... No, there's no buts about it. There's he's no buts about low key dr- he it. He's ma- a low-key indie guy.
0: It doesn't matter. You can't small go small back, you'll not... But you can go on what his history was and say he'll never do something. Because we've seen that, you know, that... Well, been said, and then the opposite happens. It's been done before. Christian Bale, for years, they do not want to do anything mainstream, and they did Batman. They did all mainstream movies. But he was an independent actor. He loved the independent scene.
2: I'm just going off of what Joaquin himself has said, and um, he's finished. 20 years ago. His word. The guy tanked his own career. ...to make a goofy movie with Casey Affleck... ...like he's just barely getting it back into Hollywood's good graces... ...that people are still hate him because of that movie he (laughs) made with Casey Affleck... ...because they really believe
0: that he quit acting and became a rapper... And, and all that weird shit that he did for the But that that's why stuff. he's a brilliant actor, because he did something that not only was it uh independent like mockumentary, but he lived that part for, like, what, yeah, a I year know. just to make it?
2: And, then, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's talking about wanting to do more stuff like that in his career moving forward than more stuff I understand than like, that. say, going and playing uh, in a DCEU EU. Justice League movie. But, man, that's you know what how- you
0: that you would think that, but that's not always the case. Again, actors are magicians and they're trained liars. They'll tell you one thing, and then they turn on into completely the opposite. You would never expect him to be involved in a comic book movie to begin with, and yet he did the Joker. And again, he he played his cards right, Joker cards. He played them right because he went from being an, a third rate superhero to a number one bad guy, and a sympathetically, you know, scripted bad guy at that, because the, the audience, you know, have some thib- sympathy for Arthur Fleck, and it's uh, a movie that's made how much money already, and it's going to end up probably making close to a billion dollars worldwide when it's all said and done. Look, even at its best,
2: Doctor yeah, Strange
0: like, did not make that kind of bank. I, I, I don't know what to tell
2: you. I'm going to go see it this weekend. I, I'm pretty hyped for it. I read Josh Brolin's um, review, which I, floored me. I, I, He was so eloquent. And the way he described the film, it just has me hyped. So like, I'm, I'm going to go see it. So well, other, than, other, than the,
0: uh, in, other than Josh Brolin, i the only other person whose uh, opinion I care about is job Rule. But uh, that's just me.
3: What happened?
2: <laughs>
0: No will joke You remember Dave Chappelle's kid about Ja Rule?
2: Um,
0: nah, no.
2: no. Those out there who will remember. Um, because yeah, I love yeah. Ja Rule jokes.
0: So. <laughs> that was a Ja Rule joke. It was about 9-11, and, like, you know, uh, how 9-11 happened, everybody's like, we're going to, like, you know, like, yeah. like we have yeah. Ja Rule on the line, and we're going to have to, you know, see what he thinks about it. Like, yeah, when things happen, like, 9-11, like, that's why I wanted to phone Ja Rule. Like, we must talk to Ja, like, we got to get Ja Rule's opinion on this shit, like. No, motherfucker, like, buildings were just struck by anybody. terrorists. Who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks? of this? That was a very funny skit by, uh, Dave Chappelle. But anyway... Um, Joker was the number one movie of the week, guys, uh, it made a buttload of money. In fact, I'm going to go into the box office, uh, for the week here in a second. Um, but when I say a buttload of money, I'm talking about a buttload of money. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, right now the Joker is sitting at $129 million domestically, and it opened up, uh, what, on October 4th? It's already got $281 million worldwide and it opened up again on October 4th. That's a lot of money for six days, one week. That's $281 million in six days on a $55 million budget. Just put that into perspective, guys. Movies going to get to a half a billion easy, close to a billion, Now this is the second uh, character uh, movie that like this we have, uh, which is like a villain-centric movie that does this kind of numbers. Venom did this for Sony. (laughs) That's messed up to compare this
2: movie to Venom after all the shit, you, all the.
0: No, hold on. You just talk This is about it. infinitely. Is a great. No, is I'm, awesome I'm film, talking about box office. i hold on. We on Johnny. Hold on. I'm talking about box office numbers alone. This is an infinitely better movie when it comes to the quality of a film. I enjoyed Venom. Yeah, I loved Joker. <laughs> well, to you, everyone, no, 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 no. It, It's it's great
2: to watch. It's enjoyable as hell. But it's 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 terrible movie.
0: No, I'm not saying it's a masterpiece, but it's an enjoyable, bad movie. But yeah. it's still is an enjoyable movie. Um, you know, it was uh, what it was. But it made a crap load of money for Sony. This is going in that same direction for Warner Brothers, which proves there's a market for these kind of films out there, for these standalone movies or whatever you want to call them, that deal with the bad guys in a different line of you know view or different take. Uh, from a different perspective, you know, where they're not really the bad guys, they're but they, you know, you know, they're going to become the main bad guys or the main villains uh, at some point. And I like the fact that at least in this one, you didn't, you, you really didn't get that in Venom, but in this one, you actually see the Waynes, you see Young Bruce, Thomas, Martha. Yes, Martha's in this, and uh, big n- uh, nod to the uh, Batman, the Superman. The pearls on this one, uh, the Waynes died in the movie. Big spoiler there, uh, I guess.
1: And let's also Again. not forget that Excalibur was playing at the theater as well.
0: Yes, and that's another nod. Um, and one thing I loved is that it wasn't the Joker who killed the Waynes. It was uh, just a street thug with a Joker mask on, or just a clown mask, really. And that's, that street thug could have been Joe Chill. And uh we don't know because, you know, they didn't expand on it. But it was uh, a random street dog for now. But there's a good chance it was Joe Chill, which would have gone with the comics. And that would be just another great nod of the comics. And also uh, even the, the Nolan movies because they used Joe Chill as the killer of the Waynes in the Nolan movies. So, again, great adaptation even though it, it has a realistic tone and feel to it. The Joker movie does at least bring together the entirety of the uh, the canon in in nods and pieces and parts and it masterfully. I mean, the the writing is so well put together where you watch and you're like, oh, that's a part of this. That's a part. Of, that's from the Killing Joke. That's from here. That's from there. Yeah, uh, you know, there's so many little things that you know when you're if you're a fan out of, of the character or the DC universe. I mean, this is a no brainer. As, as a movie, especially if you're like, realism, you're realism. Even
1: if you're not a fan of the Joker character, this is a great movie to go into because yeah. you're getting a totally different iteration of the character. So that's so it's got something for everybody.
0: Which is amazing. It's a totally different iteration, it, it but at the same time it feels like the Joker, like 100%.
2: Is he funny, though? Is there at least some good funny jokes in it, unlike the Dark Knight version of the Joker?
0: Uh, I found the humor in the Dark Knight when the Joker was on pretty funny, some of the scenes. like
2: The, the pencil was the only joke he tried to make. What do you...
0: No, but, but even like the the way he talks to um Rachel, he's like, look at him with the scars. I mean, I found that to be hysterical because he lies. And that's the Joker. Like he tells different stories of how he got the scars, because oh, no, 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 they're all lies. I,
2: I, I, but but about Walking Phoenix, is is his, is his Joker funny? Is, does he actually do some jokes up in the? Sh- oh, he
0: does <laughs> jokes, but they're not funny.
2: Yeah, that's
1: that that's really the punchline with this Joker. Yeah. he's really not funny. He wants to be, but see, he has a mental illness, so it's mm-hmm. it's. it's <laughs>
0: That's the which he at least tells yeah.
2: jokes. He doesn't just. Yeah,
0: he oh, jokes but, but, but but a, he's a life comedian life. in the movie. He's not just a clown. He goes on stage as a comedian, bombs really badly, but in his mind he thought he did good. And uh, when he realizes he bombs and people are laughing at him, not with him, that kind of triggers. To answer your question,
1: Johnny, there's a lot more funny stuff with Joaquin Phoenix than there was with uh, Heath Ledger. Yes.
0: Just yes, to so
1: answer your question.
0: It was. But in a completely different context, like, because even like the scene where uh, Ledger's Joker is talking to Two Face in the hospital, I found a lot of that to be pretty damn funny, myself. Like, in a dark, twisted way, but it, there's a lot of humor in there.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I found Jared Leto's Joker hilarious. So I mean, like, it's 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 objective. You know what I mean? I I hear you. I know what you're talking. Yeah,
0: about. Yeah, but. In- Jared Leto's Joker was bad. And by the way, he's pissed at this movie because it wasn't I know, him in I it. know. And that's
2: that's the funniest part about the whole movie. That Dude, is it's the best part of yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah Not only is he freaking out, like <laughs> he he's sworn off ever, I think, doing another Joker movie because of it. He's like, I'm done. Never again will I be the Joker. And we applaud that actually on the Didn't show. did he because, say that? He's
1: actually got some scenes in Birds of Prey though, so he's
2: yeah. Good. They've already filmed his. In a movie. I yeah, but they, a they in cut him out. What? <laughs>
0: no, they cut him out. He's he's not really gonna be in the movie. Like it, the same thing that happened in Suicide Squad happened in Birds of Prey. He he's completely cut out of the movie, more or less.
1: Think about the trailer. Right. Of that. there.
0: Huh? What
1: do you, what do you guys
3: think about the trailer?
0: Bad? Oh, oh dumb. One other time, guys. I can't do both here. I'm not with the street chicken guy. Zod, Johnny. No, I'm just. Take I a heard turn. he's in. The
1: movie. That's all I'm
0: saying. Uh, so Johnny,
2: the trailer of Birds of Prey. I'm I'm digging it. I think it looks fun.
0: I mean, is he in the trailer? Because I heard he was like no, cut he out ain't of the in the movie.
2: trailer. But I mean, it's basically a teaser. All we got, anyways. We just kind of got like yeah. A, but, I'm, but I I like it. I'm, I Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Bring it the hell on. I'm gonna watch it just for that.
0: From my understanding, was he shot something for the movie? But it was cut out because they deemed that his Joker was not coming back. Uh, even though they're using Marco Robbie as, uh, Harley Quinn, um, they're just, they I mean, even Suicide Squad, the, the new one coming out, is reconning and recasting, even though it's not officially a sequel. It's gonna be like, kinda like Batman 89, and Batman Returns, and ba- Batman Forever, where the characters went through that mission, but. All new actors and it's kind of red like a lot of the stuff that happened. A lot
1: of those, a lot of the same actors are coming back. Yeah, John Courtney not just, and not just Margot Robbie. A lot. Yeah, of them. yeah but that John happened John in
0: Batman also. Um, like Alfred Pennyworth, who played back, you know, the played uh, was played by the same actor in the, the four movies in the nineties. So that has something to do with it. You can bring back certain cast members. It doesn't mean it's super connected all 100 percent connected. Go ahead, John.
2: Yeah, well, like Joel Kinnaman and um, Jai Courtney and Bun- pretty much a lot of the people that survived in Suicide Squad have been confirmed to come back in this. I think that they're all going to get killed off at the beginning is kind of my guess. But whatever, you know, at least it's going to be good to see it because I like Kinnaman as um, Rick Flagg. I think that DC missed a really big opportunity. They could have really made him kind of like the Colson of the DCEU if they wanted to. But like they just kind of neglected uh, one of the best characters of the entire extended universe in my opinion was kinnaman's rick flag
0: well i think the reason they're doing that is because they're moving away from uh affleck's batman and uh leto's joker and even will smith's character uh, they're kind of moving away from the you know the dead shot was the one who played right yeah there the, uh, yeah they're moving away from dead shot you know will smith um so, I mean, it's not like complete, like, again, it's not a complete retcon, but they're, they're doing like, uh, kinda like they're trying again, but letting that first movie's backstory kinda be like a springboard towards whatever they come up with, now, you know, now, and ironically enough, it has James Gunn, uh, directing this thing from, uh, Going Into the Galaxy. Uh, so, you know, he's gonna give his own twist and, 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 Whatnot? not, there's probably some pedophile tweets in there somewhere, I don't know. Uh, but he's going to do his own thing with, it, with the movie. And, uh, you know, that, it is what it is. Uh, but it, it makes sense, to me anyway, the letter will be kind of like written out of Bridge of parade. Uh Even if he shot something. You, you know, if you're going to go and completely retcon the character to the point that the actor's not pissed and saying that he doesn't want to come back to any future stuff, um, you know, why would you keep him in that movie? Yeah, but, the, the, but the
2: thing is, is like, the, and they told him, and they kept telling us that, like, um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is not the penultimate Joker. It's the Joker for this film, and maybe a series that spins off of this. But Jared Leto's Joker is supposed to still be the Joker of like that part of the DCEU. It's very confusing, but they were they were trying to have multiple versions of the characters. Oh,
1: yeah, this is the Joker movie. Is is. Part of DC's Black Label, which is separate from the DCEU as we know it. So there, so that, de- so that's exactly the correct. Jared Leto's Joker is still Joker in the DCEU. Yeah, that's but I don't think I don't ridiculous. think it's.
0: Yeah, but yes, missing the point. I don't think it's so much Warner Brothers who want to remove him, even though that thing they do. He himself is removing himself from any yeah. future stuff. Like he has openly said that he doesn't see himself coming back anymore because he's that mad over what happened like he said it himself that he that he has no he didn't see himself doing it again so i don't know how much he was shot for birds of prey um but there that injury is out there you google it you will see it
1: three weeks ago he posted a uh he posted a picture on instagram with the joker hair again and he start that he's... Reed, like,
0: recent quotes where he says he doesn't see it happening any anymore in the future, that he's not going to be Joker. That's really recent. I don't know if it was a week or two ago, but he basically said, when well, as as this movie came out, it was a huge hit. that he's done with the character, basically. And like there's no hint of him getting a standalone movie, coming back, being part of the 'cause Because, look, if you're going to bring him back, you almost have to bring back Affleck, because they had interaction in Suicide Squad. So, you know, there was a, a couple of brief scenes with both of them in there. So, you know, you have to kind of look at it. Well, if you're going to retcon, kind of has to do it the entire way or at least halfway where it makes some kind of sense. And we said that before on the show. If you want to retcon it, you have perfect angles of how to springboard that with, you know, completely removing Cavill and Affleck uh, with Wonder Woman and with Aquaman. They didn't mention those actors in there, they weren't in those movies. Even when Superman showed up in Shazam, you don't see his face, Uh, you just see the body. So there's a reason for that. They're they're, going to do like a small kind of retconning reboot, very soft, a la Batman 89, Batman Returns Batman Forever, where they're going to keep certain aspects, certain elements, backstories, certain actors. Uh, but they're going to move on eventually to other name actors. Wait, look, they might bring another guy to play Joker for that universe. It just, most likely is going to be Jared Leto. I'm just saying that right now. Uh, okay. From indi- indications of the actor himself in recent interviews, about three weeks or a month ago, more recent interviews, he's pretty much said he's done at this point. Um, and he doesn't expect himself to do anything else with Joker, because he was that upset about you know this you know movie. And I think it, the writing's on the wall. Suicide Squad was heavily criticized by fans. This is loved by hey, fans. Yeah, I know. Release Joker the movie.
1: air cut. There you go.
0: There you go. Uh, no, but uh, Joker uh, it dominated the box office. We're going to go into that for a second before we cut out here. Uh, let's do the box office results off of the week here. Number ten, they start off with Universal Pictures, Good Boys, which I haven't seen. You guys seen that yet? No.
2: Good Boys. Yeah. Never heard of it.
0: You've never heard of Good Boys?
2: No, I haven't been really paying attention to movies, man. I've been grinding YouTube videos out and shit. Like
0: it actually, it looks pretty funny. It's about a bunch. It's three kids, and it looks pretty, uh, pretty funny. It's rated R. But uh, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. It looks you know it's like a kid's coming of age, teenage coming of age, R-rated type of movie. But it's pretty it looks pretty interesting. I want to see it just because you know I'm into those kind of movies. You know they're always fun. Uh, number nine is War, which I haven't seen either by Josh Raj Films. I've never seen that. Uh, let me see. Number eight, Rambo: Last Blood, with 3.5 million. Which ironically, it's uh, heading uh, towards probably the same kind of numbers as the last Rambo movie when it comes to the box office. Um, it's going to end up somewhere around the same numbers. That one had like 42 million. This one's already at 41 million. So there's a chance it's going to like make at least 50, 60 million, maybe a little bit more overall. Which you're like, Jacko, that's not good. That's domestically. The movie calls 50 million total makes and needs to break 100 million worldwide just to break even. Worldwide right now it's at 65 million, uh, which you're saying, that's not good. But it's made more domestically than the last Rambo movie, so we got to keep an eye on that. Plus, I know I wasn't too uh, thrilled with the movie. Domestically, the last one made 42. Worldwide, it uh, made 113 million. I uh, Made 70 million foreign. And this one reaches to 70, 80 million foreign, 50, 60 domestically. It'll be a profitable movie. It opens the door for possibly another Rambo movie, which I do want to see at least his sixth and final installment. And then if they want to do more, do Son of Rambo or some shit. Uh, but I, you know, I'd like to see at least one more with uh, Sylvester Stallone as the character of Rambo because. Unlike Zod who had an issue with it. I actually liked the movie I thought um, I'd still
1: like to see one more as well. I just I just yeah. wasn't that thrilled with this one, you know. And I like I, have, the, like I with, said, I thought the one prior to this one was a complete masterpiece, so you know. We're in this, agreement this, is like,
0: now.
2: this is like yeah. the Rocky Five of the Rambo movies basically then. Well
1: to me to me they, it was. Yeah. It was like it was like yeah, it was like Rocky Five or uh or like uh Almost like a, a version of like Taken with Sylvester Stallone.
0: Wow, it wasn't wow. <laughs> you
2: like uh, you like Jackal, so you should you, that shouldn't hurt your feelings at all. You love Taken.
0: No, no, I like I like Taken, but no, I kind of see where you're where you going with that. It was kind of like Taken, but it's a little bit more extreme than Taken. But uh, uh,
1: Taken. Taken actually was was uh, was be- had better character development.
0: Uh, well, what? it depends on it okay. depends on you look at it. It depends on the way you look at the movie. I uh, thought the character. I mean, we know who Rambo is. You don't need to develop him too much. Just kind of where you are in this life. Uh, and then they developed the other characters around them, which I think they did a decent job. But then, it's not a great movie. It's not a perfect movie, but I enjoyed it for what it was. But, yeah, it's the number fifth in the the Rambo movie uh, series. Yes, but
1: uh, just to be honest, though, where, where would you where would you rank it amongst the other Rambo movies, though, man? Like, seriously.
2: Would you say it's so better, you better or worse than, than part
1: three? three? Because, honestly, I think part three is better for sure.
0: I'll say this. I, the first one is a masterpiece, so you yep. cannot mess with that first one. It's a Amen. perfect movie. Uh, the second one was as good as a sequel to an action movie has ever been made in my book. Um, right. in th- I i In fact, I, I think that in some levels, it tops the first one in some levels, <laughs> not overall. But in some parts and especially the action sequences and the way he rescues the folks in Vietnam' the the girl and the necklace, there's so much iconic stuff in that sequel um, which you know it's tough to say you know which is the best one, but you're not you not to the first one because that first one's so damn good. so okay. I wouldn't put this anywhere near the first two. I'd say it's very close to being better than the third one, not quite. Because I do like some of the the political stuff in that third one, which a lot of folks didn't pick up on. Like, he joins Al-Qaeda. A lot of people didn't pick up on that. They're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you got to watch the movie again. But he kind of, he helps Al-Qaeda in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people don't know about politics back then. They didn't know that that was a thing back then. Um, it, so it kind of, like, tells you how even Al-Qaeda was developed. So that was cool. So, but this deals with the cartel, the Mexican cartel. So it has a kind of like you know weird connection to that third movie, in that sense because it deals with something that's you know a foreign entity dealing with Rambo in in the way that he has to get involved, even though he doesn't really want to get involved. He is forced to get involved with them. Um, So in in that sense, is very close to the third one. But I'll give it not to that third one because I think that original Ramble trilogy was just a perfect one, two, and three when it comes to like setting each one up. Uh, even though the third one was the weakest of the three. Um, now, with the last part four, what makes that such a masterpiece is because A, it's dealing with real events that's really happening in that area of the world. Um, two, or B... Uh, Rambo is at an age where he doesn't give a shit anymore and he literally rips people's fucking throats out of their th- throat socket. Okay, like, he literally does that in the movie, and when you see that on screen, it's beautiful. It's a very woke moment. It's a very and brutal
2: that, film, yeah, man. Like the yeah. the, the gore, like when he, uh, at the end, when all them fools are running up the hill, and he's got the fifty cal and he's just mowing them down, and like they're getting blown to pieces. Yeah, you're just like, "Whoa, yeah. whoa, what the fuck?" this yes. is badass. I mean, like, I haven't seen action shots like that in a long time. No, he. Good. Scoring. He
0: went well and over on that movie, and he did a brilliant job. But he directed that one, so it's a big difference from this one and that one. The director here is a little more softer. This has almost like a telenovela um, <laughs> second act. No, that's serious. They even speak Spanish, and it's shot a lot of yeah, the, yeah, I mean, supposedly I'm Mexico, crazy. and yeah. Exactly so, so it feels like you're, you're watching the first act, and you're like, "This is cool." You see where Rambo is in his life, and. You see him interact with this adopted niece that he takes under his wing. And, you know, he, he's, he's helping this old lady out. And what great characterization to see where he is at a much older age. And then he goes into a telenovela for about 40 minutes. You're like, what the fuck just happened? But then when you actually watch the like the drama unfold, you're like, okay. well, I, And I this parts in there that even I connected to with, you know, family members that are Spanish. And I'm like, oh, okay. I... That hit me at home, so I kind of like, you know, I have a feel for that scene. And there's scenes like that where I'm like, okay, the writing was really spot on in this and that or whatever. So the writing wasn't bad. It all depends on what you were expecting, I think, and what you got. And that's where I think some people are like, we're like, what the fuck? Because they weren't expecting that. Uh, but the third act completely pays off for I me. Mean, when he's fighting these guys, when he's in the trenches, and a lot of it is really claustrophobic. Because it, it takes place within his compound, and um, you know he's—it's he, like Home Alone meets Rambo in a lot of sense, and uh, it's really well shot. I thought. I mean, again, directing is not bad, but it's not great, and I think that's because Stallone didn't direct it. And I think if they he do a six movie, he should direct it himself. He should just like write it, direct and star in it, and just go out with a big, biggest bang possible. Because I think that will be what really puts the icing on the Rambo cake, uh, if he if he comes back and does that, uh, because he's a, he's a great director. I mean, look you know, for whatever you want to say for action movies, Sylvester Stallone has done good work over the years. He hasn't done many movies as a director, but what he has done has been good. I mean, a lot, I, of, I, it,
2: a lot of it's been critically lauded. I mean, like he did the um, he did all this shit for the first Rocky film, right? And like he won awards for <laughs> that.
0: Well, he uh, he wrote the movie. He didn't direct it. Uh, that actually, the director of the Karate Kid directed the first Rocky oh, okay. movie. Yeah, uh, which that's how the that's why the Karate Kid kind of feels like Rocky mixed in with for the Karate kids? Kid. Yeah, that's what it, it was That's really what the Karate Kid was supposed to be, Rocky for kids. Uh, but you know, he did Rocky two, II, Rocky three, the best one, Rocky four with the Russian. He did that with uh, um, Tough London. So he did the best Rocky movie. He did um, Rambo, um, the last one uh, before this one, John Rambo. He did that one. Uh, let's see what uh, he did. Paradise Alley as a director. He he actually directed Staying Alive in the seventies or eighty-three when that came out. Which you know we can joke about that now, but Staying Alive back then was a huge movie. I mean that is a uh, what a. John Travolta was the, yeah, the that, main that, star. Yeah, that's the yeah.
2: sequel to um, Saturday Night Fever.
0: Correct. And that made, what, close to $65 million, which back then, that kind of movie was like a $30 million budget. Huge, right? And uh, he directed that. Uh, so, I mean, he has an uh, interesting body of work. He did the Expendables also. He had, and, a, uh, he had
2: a lot to do with Cobra, right? I, I don't. He didn't direct that either. But he he wrote it, and he he had a lot to do with the production of that, though, as well, right?
0: Yeah, no. If you go back to his writing credits, I mean, yeah, he wrote Cobra, uh, Staying Alive, First Blood, which was an adaptation from a book. He didn't write the initial book; he wrote the script adaptation. And uh, he did Rocky Three, Rocky Two, Paradise Alley. One of my favorite old movies, Fist from '78. Love that movie, Um, Rocky. He wrote that. That was his screenplay, uh, which he should have won. I don't know if he won an Oscar, but he should have won an Oscar for that for that screenplay. It's brilliant. Um, Lord to Fly Bush, he did that in '74. If I remember yeah. right, uh, one of my favorite movies ever, Over the Top in 87, They did that, um, which is the arm wrestling movie. I so love yeah. that movie.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. They even they even talked about that in Cobra Kai. They're like, we're going over to the Hawks' house. We're gonna watch the movie Over the Top. Yeah. I'm like yes. And you're gonna go. I love that movie.
0: movie. Uh, Cliffhanger, which is a very underrated action movie, and I, that's uh, another one he did. Uh, and one of my, uh, personal favorites, because I love, uh, you know, cars and racing driven. He did that. That was not as great a movie, but he did write it, and the script is really tight. Um, he didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Uh, Expendables, he, he wrote all, I think all three Expendable movies, he wrote them. So, I mean, he's a, a very good action writer.
2: And, like and, him, he has, and, and he likes to be in on what he's working on, which I, I always thought was really right. cool about him. He he likes to be very hands-on and he, to make sure that like he, his movies are going to be something that he's going to be proud of, at least in his own yep. type of – his own like little genre he's kind of cu- carved out for himself. Um, I really want to see this Rambo. I, I'm excited for it. Um, I want to – my favorites I'd have to go with one is my favorite Rambo. Then four, then two, and then three. That that's how I'd rank the Rambo movies personally.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with. You. I'm like one, two, three, and I'm in you know, four and and five. I mean, almost in that order. It, it's it's funny, but when you watch them, you're like, yeah, that's kind of the order. But you know, this new one to me is very close to the third one in tone. Um, and and kind of like the, the not that so much in tone, but like. In the storyline, the way some of the things connect, you know, like the Al-Qaeda, Cartel, there's certain things that really do kind of like make, you know, remind you of the the original movies. And again, you're getting a much older Rambo. It's not like he's a spring chicken anymore. Uh, He's, you know, up there in age. And he looks and it feels like you're watching an older Rambo. Even John Rambo, you're like, damn, this guy's in his 60s and he's doing all this shit? He doesn't look at her. He doesn't feel like he's that old. But this one you can kind of see he's worn down a little bit. He's not as you know as limber as he, as he boss, used to be. Yeah, yeah.
2: he's also got. He also looks a little. I looks a little smaller. But then again, he's wearing more clothes than he usually wears as Rambo. At least in right. like the trailer, that I've seen. So he looks a little smaller than he even usually does as Rambo.
0: No, oh, but let me tell you, you've seen him in interviews. That dude's still jacked up, like. Oh Saturday. yeah, no, I don't
2: yeah. think Sylvester's still. He's gonna
0: die ripped. You know what I mean? He's gonna be one yeah. of the guys. That- <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna die being able to bench press my fat ass. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Like he'll be in his deathbed and be like, yeah, oh, there's no problem. I, I can bench press this that dude all day long. Like, yeah, like you know, you're like you can go, poly, you get it, you know, Adrian, get anybody involved, don't matter. but I bench press all day long. Uh-uh. I haven't got a flat line. I don't I was saying, man, because... And he'll just come back because he's immortal. like Yeah. Sylvester Stallone will never fucking die. That's, he just can't. I don't think he'll
2: ever get old, too. Remember that like Ralph macho I don't think they'll
0: ever look their fucking age. No, Ralph, Ralph macho is, is a space I was alien.
2: Kai, I'm just like, Jesus, dude, he looks younger than I am, and I know he's got to be 20 years older than I am because he was in high school. I mean, I remember watching Karate Kid when I was, like, three years old. Bro, he's and he's 55 spend, like, or 19 then, you know what I mean?
0: He's in, his he's in his mid-fifties.
2: And he looks younger than I do. Yeah, he, it's, he's fucking, it's terrifying. When, I, when I'm he, watching cover comes it's like, Machio's never going to age, man, I swear to God. Ever.
0: He's a space alien. Man. I don't think he's human at this point. Yet. I really don't. Uh, number seven on the list, let's go uh, back to this. A movie that I've never seen before called Judy. You guys, uh No, nah, I haven't. No? I
2: haven't. Judy?
0: Yeah, no idea. It's a roadside uh, LD Entertainment. It made about 4 million, 4.4 4 million. Is, if it a, ever... is that
1: an
2: indie movie? Yeah, I would think so. But by the production company, he said.
0: Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I've never seen it. Don't know much about it. Um, let me see. Actually, the the, the movie uh, is. It, before, I mean, we're actually one number six one right after that, after Judy, because I have no idea what Judy's about, but this one I actually do want to see, Ad Astra uh, Disney Fox collaboration, because, you know, Disney owns Fox now, so yeah. Uh, they it, it should just say Disney Buena Vista they shouldn't even say him, yeah, you know,
1: Exactly. Yeah. they're going to basically take the Fox label and flush it down the toilet yeah. They're not gonna,
0: yeah, I mean, why even bother bringing Fox, just take all this shit and put it in your stream and forget about fox fox is just using sports now that's it um but ad Astra looks really good that's from brad pitt by the way
2: he's been he's actually got a bunch of stuff coming out this year he, he's been busy good for him
0: yeah Tom Lee jones is in that um, donald sutherland is in this movie wow um, talk about yeah. old
2: timers man that dude's but there. great actor yeah he is he's solid
0: yeah, so you want to say, him and Tommy Lee Jones are old, but they're great actors. Well, and, and Tommy uh, Lee
2: Jones is young compared to Donald Sutherland, man. Well, to, uh, most people are theory. young
0: compared to Donald Sutherland, let's be honest. You know.
2: <laughs> Tommy Jones is old, but like compared to Donald Sutherland, he ain't that old.
0: <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is 73, guys. Did you ever think that the guy from The Fugitive would have been that old?
2: Well, I mean, he didn't point. end up getting famous until he was in his forties, so yeah. Yeah, he kinda of was a late breaker even though he'd been acting since
0: the seventies. And Donald Sutherland is what, like 83, 84? So like you know, they're they're not that far apart, but uh yeah, Donald Sutherland, man, what a brilliant career he's had. Uh but I, I really want to see this movie. It, it's it's kind of like a space movie, uh similar to uh, the the Martian with uh what's his face? Uh Brad
3: Damon, Damon.
0: And, uh, uh, in, in, in the one with, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey, um, Interstellar. Interstellar.
2: From, yeah. Alright. Come on, Murph, don't make me Alright,
0: alright, alright.
2: Come on, Murph. Come
0: on. Um, I like
2: to understand. Now you're going to talk about a good fucking Nolan film. Now that's one of them. Way better than the Incraption was.
0: I got to say, I'm Matthew McConaughey. Alright, alright, alright.
2: It's funny, Matt Damon was in both of those movies, wow. Yes, he That's was, scary. and he
0: played uh, eventually, essentially played the same part. Yeah, he's just like, yeah. he's
2: just an <laughs> idiot that, like, it never let Matt Damon go into space. His ass is going to get lost. You're going to have to go save him.
0: You <laughs> notice that, uh, like, a large body of his work is, like, he's lost someone. They're, like, trying to find him. Even saving Private Ryan. They're, like, you're going to go find this lost soldier.
2: Yeah, we're gonna go find Matt Damon's dumbass. He's lost in World War II now. We let him come back from space. And now he gets stuck in the middle of the fucking Normandy. Way to go, well, that's Matt! Kind of,
1: well, that's kind of his thing. They just they just have him get lost in every movie, and that'll be they'll be able to put that on his uh, tombstone.
0: You know? <laughs> Even on like TV shows, like what's his uh, dude named Kimmel? Like every show, like oh, we were supposed to have Matt Damon on, but we do not have time for him. Like he's you know he's that guy. Like they just forget about him. Yeah, <laughs> this is a running joke, you know. yeah, Matt Damon, who cares? Matt Damon. He's, you know, see, he's, he's, he's one of those uh Team American fags. Yeah, that's what he is, film actor guild guy.
3: <laughs> Matt Damon.
0: Always lost.
3: Matt Damon.
0: Always lost in translation. But Ad Astra looks really good, guys. I mean, the, at least the trailers looked interesting, so check that out. Uh, that's number six this week, uh, with uh, 4.5 million. Uh, a movie that's uh, coming at number five, that has uh, cleaned up on the box office uh, since it's come out. It Chapter Two. Wow,
2: that's now, still that high. Good for it.
0: Yeah, good for it. <laughs> it's Hot garbage. Yeah, uh, well, compared to the first, I mean, the first one, nine, I think it was that great but it was the good i mean
1: come movie. on man you, you got, yeah and then you and then you start to think about the the miniseries that they did for tv that was so good
2: <laughs> what no no, no the, the movie no, was better like, like, no, just no, like no. the original movie i'm pretty sure because the original tv miniseries when they got to the adult section the it blew goats so i'm pretty sure that yeah. the movie this movie follows in the same direction because just like like in the the, the one about the kids was great, so I figured that this was going to happen. I was pretty sure that this uh, second part was going to be boring, just like the TV miniseries. It wasn't was.
0: boring. There's a lot of good stuff in it, like Bill Hader was awesome, but Bill Hader Bill is good Hader is in always awesome, yeah. He's, he's good, like, good in everything. green, you know what I mean? A water yeah. is wet, yeah. Like, I haven't seen Bill Hader in anything that I have not liked, put it that way. And check out Barry, the TV series.
2: Yeah, awesome check out show. Barry and Hot Rod and the beginning Everything. of, um, what, not Tropic Thunder, what's the, Pineapple Express, where he's yes. the soldier that's smoking the weed. That shit is hilarious. That's the best thing like in the film. <laughs>
0: if you tell me that Bill Hader's going to be in, in a movie about diarrhea, I'm going to watch that shit. Like, I don't care what he's in. Like, I'm going to go see that movie. He's that funny of a dude and that, you know, cool of an actor. Like, he's won me over after watching Barry. I'm like he's one of my favorite actors now. Like I, I would see anything Bill Hater's in, uh, because I've completely like, yeah, yeah, like he's made me a believer of Hater. What kind of came off with the I've been a, a believer huge, been of a huge fan since
2: Hot Rod and um, Super Bad. Like when him and Seth Rogen were the cops in Super Bad, like that's what he was over. No, oh, that was awesome. Yeah,
0: no, I I've always thought he was a good comedian. And a good actor, but I didn't, I wasn't like 100% like behind like the work. And I was I was. I wasn't like a super fan until I saw the the seasons of Barry. And yeah, I'm like, you now.
2: Barry is so good, man. That now I'm like, this guy
0: is the shit. Like I want to see him in everything. Like this is when it was comedy, drama, action, horror. I don't care. Like I want to see, you know, Bill Hader and, and involved tomorrow. He's that good in, in everything. And, uh, James McA- uh, McA- McAvoy, 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 he pronounced McAvoy. Uh, he's in it also. I mean, the cast is not bad. Uh, Bill Skarsgard as, uh, the, uh, Penny, uh, you know, clown, Pennywise, uh, he's good. Uh, Finn Wolfhard is in it. The, the kids are back from the, from It One. It's not a, a bad movie. It's just not a great movie. But I will say this, uh, compared to the TV uh, miniseries, I, I'm sorry, but these two movies are infinitely better. They're better shot, better edited, they're better scripted, um, the scarier. cinematography is better, It's a lot scarier. Even the ending it makes more sense here than the, the, the miniseries. That ending made no sense, the C.J. was horrible. Uh, Pennywise was not scary. It was kind of freaky, but not scary. But that was because the actor was a great actor who played Pennywise yeah. in the, yeah. So, uh, Tim Curry, for the, you know, the time period he did that movie, I think he nailed the part. And that's why it was so iconic, because he was that good in an awfully bad movie. And I'm glad they, they made that adaptation and at least tried to make it serious, whether it you know, everybody uh, is am bored or loved it or not.
2: Well if, if that if that T V miniseries didn't get made, we wouldn't get these movies now. The T V miniseries put it in the published consciousness to so where it was such a loved thing that it would get to where it is now. And that that that's how I really see the progression of things.
0: Yeah. Um I think it sort of ended up like around five hundred million worldwide, maybe yeah. a little bit more than that. So I mean that's that's phenomenal for the the budget and being a sequel to, you know, a horror movie. Uh, which yeah, it might have an It three, I uh, hear uh, rumors. Which I don't know how they could do that, but you know in Hollywood they could always squeeze one more out. <laughs> uh, number four, the movie Hustlers uh, is in there with six point three m- uh, million. Have you guys seen Hustler? Anybody know about Hustler? I've
2: seen, the, I've seen the trailer. It look, it looks, it looks fun. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll check it out probably when it comes out on video, though.
1: So. dodd No. No, I haven't seen it. I'll probably wait till it comes out on video too.
0: Well it's uh let's see it stars uh Julia Stiles, um let see Jennifer Lopez, um uh, Geeky Palmer, Constance Wu, and the crowd favorite Usher. Now, um, my question is do you still want to see it, Zod Rider? I think Zod Rider's, you is know, totally throwing up for it's his z- last z- answer.
2: Zod Rider's favorite movie ever is The Mona Lisa Smile, so I think he's definitely still down to check it out.
1: <laughs> my Zod, my, <laughs> my most favorite movie ever. What? I
3: didn't
0: hear <laughs> <laughs> I think he's out of speechless, and he actually said he wanted to see this at some point, and then he like, said that cast, and he's like, D- "Oh, why did I say that?" The uh, Mona
2: Lisa smile. What yeah. movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mona Lisa smile. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh no, I, I, I never watched it.
2: <laughs> you say that now? Can't say that I've seen. But I'm, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm a member of your Facebook. Fan group of it, man. Come on, you can't lie. It was
0: done in the box of porn. He's well, like, I I, gotta, you know what? Which one we watching this weekend?
1: and I have no, no no memory of that.
2: He's <laughs> like, he was
0: he was like a box of porn or a Mona Lisa Smile. I'm going with Mona Lisa Smile.
2: It must be saved on the Z drive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. Right? He has saved? The
0: Z drive. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's move on from um, from uh, hustlers because I had no answer for that. Uh, number three, Downtown Abbey. I'm not surprised. That's pretty <laughs> popular with old. People. I guess. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah like like Downtown Abbey, like the British TV show about like the, the aristocrats partying and that,
1: drinking takes and place shit. after the end of the TV show.
2: Ew! And they show that in America. This is America. <laughs> yes, sir, that's <laughs> popular with old
0: people. This is what we need to start bombing Europe and the Middle East constantly for this kind of shit. Like, I we think, need I to think... stop this. <laughs> uh, we gotta
2: blame Robert Downey Jr. and um, what's his name? Uh The guy that plays Happy. Because remember when he was in a coma in Iron Man three? He's John like John he Favreau. Downton Abbey, he thinks that makes him classy. Yeah, with John, John Favreau, that's are yeah. the reason why Downton Abbey's popular in America. Probably it's Iron Man. Yeah, Man, but he
0: gets he gets a pass because you know he created Iron Man and Iron
2: Man yeah. Yeah, Iron he Man it, said it. And that's why it's popular. I, that, thats my conclusion. That's
0: what Happy from Iron Man and Spider Man said it so much. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh uh, fucking! We
2: hey, made that really old movie. Ass yes, was probably on downtown. <laughs> <one time. It
0: laughs> you know that movie about the Empire and they strike back? Yeah, that's kind of like that one. Anyway, uh, number, th- uh, number two on the list here we have a a a or Bono. Abominable. Abominable. Abominable, yeah, Abominable from Universal. D.W.A. Pearl with twelve million for the weekend, and uh, twelve million were made. I guess I haven't seen that. You guys seen Abominable or Abominable I, or? It's called uh,
2: Abominable, but it's about it's uh, it's made by the Asylum, and it's it's basically um, Hitchcock's Rear Window, but with a Yeti in it. And great film. If you ever like Saturday night on Sci-Fi Channel, they're showing Abominable. Watch that. That's
0: great. I don't know what this film is, though. I don't think anybody in this car can actually say the name of the movie without fucking it up. Like,
2: just abominable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a hard one for some reason. It
0: abominable. That's close enough. It's made 41 million domestically, uh, 81 total worldwide, on a 75 million dollar budget, and it came out uh, September 27. So I mean, it, it's still a chance to uh, break even. Um, it needs to get going in, uh, the foreign market, though, because it looks like it's dying. Um, I mean, it just, you know, came on not too long ago here in the States, but it's, uh, it's gonna be dropping pretty quick, so I don't know how much more it's gonna do here. 41, it'll probably end up with somewhere around 70 million here domestically, maybe a little more than that. Um, which is not bad for, you know, an independent, um, CGI cartoonish film. Oh,
2: it's a cartoon movie? Okay. Yeah.
0: What oh, so it's probably about, about?
2: Like, it's probably about a nice, abominable snowman, I guess, type of thing, like, I gotcha.
0: Yeah, i went to universal uh, CGI kind of cartoon, kids weird. It's a PG movie, man, it's not a horror movie. Unless they're making, like, PG horror movies, not like... I mean, maybe yeah, PG stands Apple for... PG stands for uh, pretty gutsy. I don't know. I don't know what it stands the, for now these they days. They used
2: to put out PG horror movies in the, eight, in the 70s. <laughs> maybe that's making a comeback. Mm, that's before they changed the rating system. That's before they changed the rating system. I'll make it a bad old-timey well, joke. Well,
0: I guess. Well, Star Wars used to be rated G. Now it's like PG-13. So Or PG before. Was it Star Wars G or PG? Yeah, Original? Star Wars
2: used to be. Yeah, um, yeah. it was because. Um, it's because Gremlins and um, Indiana Jones: Temple of Doom came out, and they were so gory, and they were um, rated PG movies, and mm-hmm. or where they rated G, they were rated something ridiculous, and it freaked everybody in Hollywood out, and like that's why they created PG thirteen, and um, so there was like that middle ground between R, and so they can right, and and it's just screwed up everything ever since.
0: Yep, and uh, like uh, know,
2: talking about
1: the rating system for a second, did you guys hear that? Uh, Disney Plus is not going to allow any PG-13 or R-rated content on Disney Plus. That means that there are some Star Wars movies that are not going to be able to be on Disney Plus because there are some PG thirteen rated Star Wars films
2: or any of the Marvel films. All the Marvel
3: films are PG. All the Marvel
1: films, majority of the major- Marvel films are PG thirteen. Yeah, but
0: I have a feeling all that stuff is going to be carried over to Hulu. I think that's because remember Disney owns Hulu now, so they owned.
1: No, I know, uh, but Disney Plus, their big their big thing that they're saying is all the Marvel and Star Wars stuff they're going to have. And
2: yeah, that means the Mandalorian.
0: Lot. Original. Yeah, but that, that was talking about the original new content that's going to be on there. But the older stuff, I think they're going to end up being, uh, being on Hulu. Like, what's already created will probably go over to Hulu. And what's new, cartoonish, uh, stuff that doesn't have to be, uh, you know, too uh, in your face or, you know, too over the line... That'll end up on Disney Plus, but I think the older stuff—I mean, it just makes sense. You have Hulu for the adults, and you have Disney Plus more for the family and kids. Like, you have two apps. You might as well use them both. I mean, if not, just you know, completely closed down Hulu. You own the majority of it. You can do it, and just yeah, put they your stock, stock in Disney Plus. They lose, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, Fox on the uh,
1: streaming services.
0: Yeah, they're competing with themselves at that, at that point, and they don't do it this way. Uh, the, the most ideal way for Disney to do this is to have a complete split. All the Disney, you know, G-rated cartoons from the past, all the content that is uh, original and new that is going to be geared towards kids and family, go to Disney+. Plus, and everything that is PG-13 and up, go to Hulu. That's a perfect split. And it's sold by the same company. And you could totally do well, a package deal. Also, and they
1: said that Disney Plus and Hulu are going to be bundled, are you going to be able to get them bundled
0: together? That's the thing. Disney yeah, Plus,
1: Hulu, and ESPN.
0: Right, which makes sense because they're all owned by ABC, owned by Disney, and uh, it just uh, you know makes sense. ESPN, you know, Disney owns ESPN, ABC, Fox, uh, Buena Vista. I mean, they own all these companies, but- so. Hulu, well, Hulu is under the umbrella, Hulu's, so.
2: Hulu's loved for a lot more than just their Disney content, though. Like a majority of the people I know who watch Hulu, watch it because they have the weird Korean, um, like TV shows, and they have all kinds of anime, and then like they have a bunch of old shows. So like the right. Disney kind of stuff is somewhat po- po- um peripheral. Peripheral, so. I'm pretty sure that most, if they kill Hulu, they're going to kill a huge fan base of people that come there to watch shit that's not their Star Wars or Marvel because like that's fun, why they won't. The only Marvel thing they have on there is Runaways, right? So far,
0: right, so far. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think they're going to kill Hulu because it, it would make no sense. Keep Hulu, keep Disney Plus, keep doing what you're doing. It's, you know, keep them separated to the content, the but bundle it together. Really
1: exclusive to Hulu, too, guys.
0: Yes season 3 and 4, and however many they make, it's going to be a Hulu series nonsense, they, they l- literally are pulling Fox TV off, off of TV, I mean, uh, even on uh, like Spanish uh, Dish Network and uh, Dish, uh, network, you know, the uh, Direct TV, all these uh, places are playing Fox, they're going to start pulling the channel, or some of them already have...
2: Uh, what's his name, uh, Seth McFarlane, he came out with a bunch of stuff to say about Fox mm-hmm. just recently, too, so I think that's another reason why it's jumping to streaming as well, because doesn't he kind of own the show in a way?
0: Well, he co-owns it with Fox, but he was happy about you know the fact that they moved moving it because of one simple reason. It guarantees two things. One, that's going to have a continuation, and I'm going to do season three and four. Um, at least, maybe five and six, who no, knows so how far they're going to continue. Uh, so the the life of the show is saved, but more important than that is the budget could get a little bit higher, and they yep. could do stories which they wouldn't be able to get away with on TV, and use certain language which now they can use, so now you can have a more hardcore Orville.
1: <laughs> so now we can have even more Boris Sex Lagoon scenes. <laughs>
0: Think oh about my that.
1: God,
2: yeah.
0: Think about that.
2: Th- that. Or, or when Isaac's race comes back, they can actually have like a. I mean, the, the, the fights that they had already were pretty brutal, but I mean, they could go like extreme now. That, that, Gloves that, are I, off. I love that two episode arc with, with the war between um them and Isaac's people. Man, that was so yep. well done, man, and that blew like, me yeah, the that fuck was good. away.
0: I'm so, like, there's there's a lot of series I'm excited for. Like, obviously, the the Cobra Kai is the one I'm most excited for season three, but season three of the Orville is right there. Let me tell you, I'm so like, excited to see what they're going to do with the, with the third season. It's going to delay it a little bit, I heard, from, you know, the original release schedule because it's a different process for this kind of streaming. But one thing they're going to keep true to what they're doing on Fox is it's going to be a weekly series. It's not going to be like, here's all the episodes. And you binge it. No, they're going to yeah, release well, one does per does week. That
2: anyway? they, yeah, they, they, does that anyways? Yeah, yeah that's what... I watched 11-22-63. Yeah. Um, it came out weekly, and so did um, Runaways, so...
0: Which I... I, You know, I like what Netflix does when they put everything out there at once, but I can appreciate the old-school TV format because it keeps you hyped week in and week out you know you like you want to see what comes out next week now the one good thing about doing it this way is they're going to shoot it like netflix where they're going to release it as a fox tv series so you're going to get it every week but one thing we're not going to get from what i hear is you're not going to get that long break in between we have to wait like six months for the next part of the the season the
2: mid-season hiatus yeah right mid-season hiatus
0: it's going to you going to have, like, all the episodes when one has to the other come out every week until the show's done, and they move on, and you wait, like, six months to the next season or a year to the next season, or whatever, to the next year to get the next season. Well,
1: the, that, like, well think about what Netflix does. Netflix has got, like, what, 14 seasons of that Voltron show? I mean, yeah. so a- the streaming, they really, you know, with the streaming, they, the turnaround window is a lot shorter.
0: But because they dump everything out at once, so one, what does the audience do? They're like, oh, I want more. It's like crack cocaine. I want more. I want more. And you had to wait a it fucking It is like year. crack. It's like crack, yes. Yeah,
2: it is. Right. Cause you, right. You, as soon as you hit that last episode, you're just like, no. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. I get to and then you have to wait to
0: be... two fucking years for like, Like, what the for hell? Daredevil
2: season two, yeah. That was you the know? worst, man, waiting between for seasons of Daredevil. Oh, my God, yeah. No, I was, like, climbing the walls like... Like Richard Pryor, man, just like hey,
0: yeah, give it like to that's what I that's what I like about Hulu. Going in is that like they, they do that they release it, you know, episode by episode. But they don't make you wait the six months for the second part of that season to so then make you wait another six months to a year for the second season. They don't do that shit. They release it. And then as when the season ends, now you have a shorter window to the next season. And then it it almost feels like the seasons are going to be coming around a lot quicker. You get to enjoy it. You make a routine out of it. I still like that process. I I remember watching every episode of The X-Files every week when it came out. And it was like 24 episodes. I remember doing that for Smallville. I hate the fact that you can't do that anymore with these streaming services. So that is one thing that Hulu always kind of held over Netflix for me. And why I enjoyed the product a little bit more, I even mean, though Netflix is you know more popular, I do like that about Hulu, and I like that you are doing that with these series. Uh, and if you're a Hulu fan, no commercials, and eh, no ads. If, if you're can, if, you're, think, if they, well, you if you do pay do them,
1: you have ads. If you if you pay if you got the cheaper plan, the five nine nine, they have ads.
0: But if you get the uh, the full you know version, like. No ads. If, the you ad the
1: version, if you buy the version that's bundled with ESPN and Disney Plus, that's coming out in November, you're going to be able to get it. I think it, you're going to be able to get it for like twelve ninety nine, and you'll have all three. And
0: it won't, it won't have ads, good. which is the best no, part. No, so. okay. it won't have So ads. that's a major advantage. And uh, again, I, I, I'm happy to see what they do with it. Uh, I am kind of like upset that they're not going to renew um, Star Wars Resistance. Like uh, the, nude? No, they, they stopped I after season two. I one
1: episode of that.
0: It is so good. I mean, the it got shitted on.
2: That is such a good cartoon.
0: It, it got shitted on for all the wrong reasons, uh, That you know, before the season came out, the first one. But when you sit through the first two or three episodes and you, like, start getting into it, it is a awesome cartoon. I mean, I, I saw uh, it and I loved it.
2: That was great. You remember me and you, Um, you were you were telling me um you called me and you were giving me the bad news about your illness and then like you just pulled up you we watched the first i don't know 10 minutes of the first episode and i was so yep. just off of that i went and binge did after that and i i love resistance that sucks i i love that show it reminded me a lot of one of my favorite animes last exile but like mm-hmm. set in star wars which was really cool because like i always thought that like wow what, i wonder what last exile would have been like if it was put in star wars and yeah. Like somebody else saw it and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna rip this off and put it in Star Wars." And like, I'm happy they did because it it was it worked well. I liked all the characters, even the one that was the dumb bitch that totally mm-hmm. screwed everybody over. Even she was cool. You know what I mean?
0: Like, the the whole show, I thought it was really well done. Especially when you watch the, the first season, as it ties into The Force Awakens, and you see, like, a cartoonish version of The Force Awakens. I thought that was kind of neat. Uh Spoilers, for those who haven't seen it. But the reason, I think, why they're cutting it off after two seasons is because now it gets closer to The Last Jedi. And um I think they're going to stop there as it, like, kind of, like, springboards towards The Last Jedi. And that continue forward because uh, they're gonna do other things in live action or whatnot.
2: Oh, and, uh, so, so there is a second season.
0: Oh yeah, no, second season's okay. already started. Yeah, the first episode was really good. By the way, it just came out. Um, it continues the first uh, season, but they're gonna close out after season two and, and stop there. Which kind of as long as they give yeah. it a nice
2: a nice cap, you know what I mean?
1: Well, be it? they, they say Then they say they're bringing back. They said they're bringing back Clone Wars too.
0: Yes, Clone Wars is going to be on the... But I don't know how many seasons it's going to do go on that. Because remember, uh, initially it was only a handful of episodes, but now they're going to shoot and finish uh, some of the episodes that they hadn't finished to make it a longer season. Um, and if it does really, really well, and I'm talking about like downloads and views, you might get another season after that. But uh, we're going to get at least one more season of Clone Wars, which I'm giddy about. I'm super happy about that also. So, I mean, there's a lot of positive stuff with the the TV, you know, stuff that has to do with Star Wars. Uh, A couple months down the road, we're going to see Rise of Skywalker, so if that's any good, that's a positive going into the the next couple years. Then you have the Game of Thrones uh, guys doing their trilogy. That's a positive if that comes out good. Uh, so, I mean, there's still hope for Star Wars, as long as Rian Johnson is not involved, I think we're going to be okay with Star Wars. Uh And I like the fact that they're putting Mandalorian, even the Obi-Wan series, I think it makes sense as a series over a movie. And uh, especially if they could give you the timeline between um, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and and really do that storyline, those missing years, you think that a series or a film would be a better idea anyway, because you could tell more stories. You yeah. could do a whole lot more than just a movie, you know? And so I, how I, he
2: got so burnt out and was just ready to just hang out and hide for a while?
0: Yeah. Well, we assumed that he was hiding, but I'm pretty sure Jedi thought he'd just sit there for like 30 years or 20 years or whatever it was and be like, okay, I'm growing a beard. It's bigger than it was before, and... I'm just sitting in the cave doing nothing. You know, it's just been like an awful waste of time. (laughs) It's not like he's a little green Yoda guy. That's
2: what him him and Yoda and Luke all kind of resigned themselves to doing, though.
0: Yeah, but Luke uh, and Yoda for two different reasons, though. Remember, Obi-Wan goes literally to like keep an eye over Luke Skywalker as he's growing up, making sure that he grows up and doesn't get himself killed or captured by the Empire. So there's going to be stories in there that you could tell, um, you know, are are easy to write and easy to put into production. Yoda, he goes to Dagobah. He's not overlooking anybody except he's maybe through the Force, keep an eye on Luke or Obi-Wan. But... You know he's Yoda. He's a little, t- a little, you know, green guy. What's he going to do? You can't really. This, you know, he's old. He's he's only alive because he has a trained Luke at that point. It's not like he's out looking for adventure. Remember, a Jedi doesn't seek adventure. You know, that's I not got what you. he's I about.
2: Got you. Yeah, no, that's not what he's about. Swamp, learn to play banjo. Yeah, right. Uh, he was
0: uh, a little bit older, you know, what 900 years you will become. You know, look as good as you or not. Remember that. So didn't talking about a spring chicken Yoda. So you know, let's you know, that's the reason why he's a Dekoba. And then you have uh, you know, the spring chicken Yoda. That's what he is. Yeah, I
2: got you. I got you. And
0: when you look at uh, you know other characters, uh, the only one that really makes sense to do something like this would be Obi Wan because of the simple fact that there's those years that you can really play with where he's, you know, it's open to anything. You could even have Darth Maul come back and even though he faces him in Rebels, you could have a live version of that. Think about that. You could see that happen on the Obi-Wan series at some point. What kind of crosses into Rebels or the parts of other stories that have been told in cartoons and uh, you maybe can see the cast of, of Rebels and have Ezra Miller come on and play Ezra just to make you happy, Johnny yeah, Alpha. That, well, that
2: would he's, be great. he's the perfect <laughs> casting choice. I I guarantee you they designed that character around that actor because they look so much alike. And they're very similar. And it's a spitting image of one another.
0: Well, moving on. And uh, the number one movie, of course, is The Joker what? 93 million. Yeah, 93 million. Well, uh, close to 100 million for the weekend.
2: It beat out Zod's favorite, Hustlers? Wow. Yes.
0: Destroyed it, actually. and It abolished it. It was like the uh, abominable uh, Snowman compared to that Hustlers movie. It crushed the competition. Yeah.
1: Definitely see Joker in theaters. Don't see it in the library. That's all I got to say.
0: Pow, pow. Well, uh, guys, um, we went way over because, uh, you know, we... We we're talking about a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, we're at one uh, seventeen in the morning here at uh, Eastern uh, time it's zone. It's
1: bedtime now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <to> clear out.
0: <laughs> time to clear the clock out, and I have a little bit of editing to do to um, get this at least in a three-hour format, and which is doable. Uh, there's a couple of things uh, I think we could all uh, like: music, ads, things like that. Any jokes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Uh, now you gave me another line to cut out. Good job, uh, yeah. but <laughs> no trannies oh, in the uh, final right. podcast. Blowing oh, hookers. The content. No, the Tico content. I hope it he hears it. He's
2: gonna cut out like forty-five minutes. You guys went on about that shit for days, yo.
0: Yeah, we kind of did. We, we killed on the trannies. No,
1: that the was show. kind of it was. Yeah, but it, it was well-deserved.
2: You guys were reliving a moment. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, I have no idea who this fellow is, so I, I, that's why I stayed quiet. But, yeah, it, well, it seemed gonna, like you guys were reliving a real episode, so that was cool.
0: We're going to call this the full-circle version of the round table because we all went full-circle here with Tico and other things. With that said, everybody. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, you know, Downton Abbey, one um, well, at least a smile, and lots of full yes. circles made. Oh, yeah. Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland came back up a couple times. <laughs>
1: Tom Holland. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: I think we all enjoyed uh, the Tom Holland part a little bit too much. I think we did. Yeah. That yeah, poor guy.
1: Because we all, like, uh,
2: yeah, we all just love him so much. Me and Zod are huge. Yeah, he's, he's Bigger such fans a than yours. Yeah. You. Hey, yeah, he's, he's the
0: broker of peace between the MCU and Sony.
2: Wow! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him a Christmas card this year for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you
0: know what's what's funny about that? Sony is on the verge of being sold to Apple. And if that happens, uh, guess what? Spider Man reverts back to Marvel. Period.
3: Yep.
1: Now, now here's the so, question: Do you real, do you think that that's going to happen? Because I get this image of my in my head of that totally happening. Sony getting yeah. sold to Apple. Like, it, I totally see it happening. It for some it reason it just makes perfect sense to me. So <laughs>
2: well, their, their film studio's been fledging for a long time. I, computers, stereos, like technologically wise, they're a strong company. They're the, one of the greatest in the world, but they cannot make a. Good film studio to save their asses, which is beyond me. They just hired the wrong people constantly. And it's a tragic tale because they own some great studios. They own NGM yep. and, and TriStar and stuff. These studios made some, some of the greatest films of our lives, guys. Mm-hmm. And they can't even poop. They could barely poop out a decent Venom film. You know what I mean? It's tragic.
0: But it made a lot of money. And that's all that matters. So it's on yeah, that's
1: because you got. That's because you got Amy
0: Pascal and Abby
1: Avad yeah. and all
0: those folks. But that, there, they uh, hire
2: the wrong people all the time. Before that, they had uh, they had Tom Rothman true. who didn't want to make comic book movies. Period.
0: But it still made a lot of money. The Venom yeah. movie. Yeah. Right. Again, at the end of the day, guys, uh, the box office results will give you an indication of where the studio is going. Because as soon as that movie came out, it was a hit. What happened right after everybody's like, oh, well, they're going to pull Spider-Man. And then, surely enough, yeah. they want to ape shit on Spider-Man. They're like, yep, yeah, pull him. We can put him in our own universe. Screw Marvel. It
1: would have been, been. You know, part of me is kind of, part of me kind of feels kind of funny about that because I would have loved to see how Sony would have figured out how to write themselves out of that corner. <laughs> I would have loved to see yeah. how they would have picked Tom Holland and threw him into the Venom
0: I mean, how can you do that, especially how connected he is to the MCU? I mean, well, when Tony starts now, dead, that, you know?
1: They're saying now, though, that, that this new deal is going to allow Spider-Man to appear in the Venom sequel and all that. This new deal that they made is going to kind of make the Sony Spider-Verse part of the MCU kind of retroactively because of what they're Because of this new deal that they Uh, they did to get Spider-Man back.
2: He's just going to be able to be in both films now. It's not like Marvel's going to be able to put Venom in their films. Just that Tom Holland's going to... No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 you're wrong. Marvel is allowed to play within the Spider-Man universe with this new deal. Um, They aren't going to be allowed.
1: This new deal's pretty good. There's a reason why... They only did, they signed, they set it up for two, for two more movies, for two more MCU movies, and Mm -hmm. it's also, it also allows Tom Holland to appear in Venom and whatever, you know, whatever Sony verse movies they're doing, because Sony is eventually going to take Tom Holland Spider Man, because MCU is only going to get two more movies, but they'll probably, you know what? And, that, and that's assuming that Sony is still in business and still owns Spider Man by then. Because, like you guys have been saying, by then Apple could own them and then the, revert, the rights right. were back to Marvel anyway. So it doesn't really. You know, so it's one of those things where Sony is just trying to do whatever they can do now to maintain and keep some sort of money coming through with mm-hmm. the Spider Man franchise. So that's what that's about. Right. But yeah, here's exactly the kicker. The wall. They're about to get sold. Like you said, it's, it's going to
3: happen. For real.
1: But here,
0: here's the kicker. Whatever they do on the Sony side for now reflects on the overall story arc with Spider-Man. So if, for whatever reason, uh, they have a vulture in, this, in uh, the next uh, Spider-Man movie, they can have vulture come out in a Venom movie because it's all
2: connected. Well, yeah, and, uh, that that that's always been a possibility. Like, um, Michael Keaton's never been off bounds um to reappear in any of the um Sony Spider films, man. Like, right. the, the, he's owned by them. The uh, Marvel would have to get um permission to use him as well in other films, like say, if like they want to have Daredevil or something fight. Because I, he's probably the only other hero I know that fights the vulture every now and then.
0: Yeah. No, but see, the thing is, now they'll have to get that permission because they're going to, it's, it it stays as a shared universe for now. Uh, for the next two solo Spider-Man movies. But there's, you know, also, if they do another Avengers, which they're going to do, um, other spin-offs, Captain Marvel, which is one of the movies that they're definitely going to have Spider-Man involved in. Uh, the sequel to Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, and so that
1: to me is kinda is kinda dicey because because we know Captain Marvel sucks, so Spider Man has to so they got they gotta use they gotta waste the M C U Spider Man for one more for you, a Captain Marvel movie. Captain and they've Captain only Marvel got two more they've like only that. got two more appearances. The deal's only for two more movies, MCU. Two so more TV, solo that,
0: movies. Two more solo Spider Man movies. Not two more movies in general. That's where you're missing the boat. He could have cameos and he can have smaller parts in other MCU films, but as far as Spider-Man movies that are Spider-Man-centric, it's two more parts. It's three uh, oh, and okay. four. I thought
2: it was just two more appearances total. Yeah, that, he... that's what I read, man. I, I read that it was Marvel has two more films and then, um, yeah, he's he's reverting back to Sony again because I mean I didn't... Cause, his um he had five films in um, them the
1: idea was to wrap the whole idea is to wrap up the storyline with the cliffhanger that they ended the last spider-man movie on that's why they're giving him two more appearances so that he can wrap that up and one of them is going to be a spider we're going to be an actual solo spider-man movie to clear up whatever this situation is but i already only has two more appearances period and Meaning one, of going to be one more Spider-Man Man movie and one more general MCU appearance, which I think will be in the next Captain Marvel movie.
0: I She's guarantee
2: mean, gonna you. He's the new Iron Man, basically. I, I, can, <laughs> guarantee, I can guarantee you
0: right now, uh, unlike Iron Man, it says he's so young, if Spider-Man 3, which we all know it's going to bank, uh, when it banks, there will be a Spider-Man 4 and 5 and 6. Yeah, and and it's either Sony will be involved or they won't. won't, but it'll happen, guaranteed. Yeah. And you know why I say that? With, but, that's, with but, that's
1: all, but that's all assuming, all of this right now is assuming that, you know, Sony stays Sony, because like you said, if Apple buys Sony... That's that's, that's what just I just said.
0: That's what you said, whether Sony owns the rights or not. Uh, it's going to happen then because and and this is that simple. Either they own the rights or they don't. Regardless, it's going to go back to Marvel. when Sony loses the rights if it gets sold to Apple, which I think it's going to happen within the next uh, year or so. So I think Marvel's yeah. going to go on with uh, with more Spider-Man movies. So regardless, I think we're going to get a four, five, and six Spider-Man oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, even though and even if the maybe deal more. doesn't
3: call
1: for it, even if the deal yeah. this deal that they have right now doesn't call for it it won't matter because the rights are going to revert back as soon as Apple Correct. buys Sony. So.
2: I just hope we get one more Spider-Verse movie before Sony goes down because that's where they actually fucking shine. That is a beautiful film. I would kill for a second Spider-Verse. They, they can make all the damn Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, movies they want. Never touch the greatness of Spider-Verse.
0: Well, let's see. I think that you're going to get that as a standalone. I don't think that you're going to see a sequel to that, to uh, into the Spider-Verse. They
2: had already written set- they were planning on
1: doing sequels to
2: that. Yeah. Really? That, a, that's yeah, not what doing, I heard. Um, like I know that the Nicolas Cage Spider Man noir movies are actually in production in some capacity, and that they said that they were going to do a Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy Spider man Well, those movie. are spin off
0: movies, yeah. I've heard that, but I don't like like another actual sequel using all the characters that is like that. Uh, incarnation, I don't think they're going to do another sequel to that, but yeah, they're going to do spin offs within that you know, conceptual
2: CGI oh, no, no, universe. I, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. I, w- I want to see that more than I care about. Hey, you want to see that really dope movie
0: that's Star Wars it's that, ancient, it's so hey. old, whoa. Never this a movie that has a Hawaiian fat guy as a sidekick. Hey, dude, it?
2: like, the, that guy and his girlfriend were the best part of um, National Lampoon, Spider-Man, European vacation, man. Like, that, that relationship was so hilarious, man. I didn't like Flash, but um, the teachers were great. Um, I liked. I thought Mary Jane was much, but be- I actually liked this film much better. I hate to admit it, but I enjoyed Spider-Man: European Vacation way better than the first one. I, I enjoyed this movie way more than I'm comfortable admitting. Um, but I Mysterio say my was fact,
0: awesome. Come on, Mysterio was you enjoyed awesome.
2: It, this. Honestly, Johnny, you
1: enjoyed it because of the monkey. That's so, why
2: uh, you and Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. He was he was epic. I like. I'm a. Dude. What I didn't like about that is that they turned
1: him into, they turned him into, uh uh what was the actor's name, Kingsley, at the end of Iron Man three. They yeah, did the same, they did the same kind of. That's what I didn't like. That was terrible. But that
0: that's so Mysterio, and like even like the yeah. way he looked with the fishbowl helmet. I mean.
1: I yeah, mean, but they, they cheapened him, though. They, didn't have, they I,
2: I do I, <sighs> I, I think they did him pretty good. I like I liked the twist that they made him a fake hero instead of just a villain using... Right. I, I, I thought it was kind of clever-ish, you yeah. know what I mean, as far as that shit goes. it, it yeah, made but they for did a decent, that with Ben King, he,
0: he wasn't was as bad... Man, no, but he wasn't man as bad you know, as bro, the Mandarin. You
1: know? No, but, but he wasn't he he was as bad as the Mandarin, though. Fake. You remember Ben Kingsley
2: in Iron Man 3?
0: Yeah, but he... He literally was a fake version of the Mandarin. It was a completely different thing.
2: Yeah, he, Mysterio was the real Mysterio. He just was pretending to be a good guy instead of the normal bad guy Mysterio. Mysterio. But no, but see, but guy. Mysterio
1: was never a. Yeah, but Mysterio, he was technically it was technically like he was almost like he was just like an actor because he was never he wasn't a superhero for real.
2: Well, Mysterio was never really a um, alien invader or any of the crap that he pretended to be when Spider-Man fights him in the comics. He's a super. Well, hey. a, Effects genius from Hollywood that decided to use the tricks that he's learned for crime. Yep. So, like, right, kind of, say, it's a read similar,
1: the comics. But I'm saying it's a very similar thing to the way they did the Mandarin in Iron Man Three.
2: Um, uh, I can see tangentially what you're getting at, but it, it, it's different. Yeah, and I, I it's,
1: it's, I think, I, just, I
2: think yeah. Tough, Spider-Man was the weakest part of his own film. I liked him way better as the um Night Monkey, especially when he shows up in Germany and that lady runs for him.
3: Ah, Nick Monkey! Ah, that
2: <laughs> was great. Man. Right, I,
1: I I agree with you. I think Night Monkey is the best thing, and that would have been that that should be the next movie. Night
2: yeah. Monkey. <laughs>
0: no, he was good as Spider-Man. Stop Spider-Man it, guys. Spider-Man:
2: Lies of the Night Monkey.
0: And, and uh, I love the scene where he confronts Happy and uh unmanned he's like, Come on, you guys are dating, be honest. Come on.
2: Just. And then I start telling him he's like, Either yeah, the grass, I'm leaving and I, yeah, that was that was actually kinda scene with with that little and bird.
0: Anything when Marissa told me I'm sold, I love yeah. her. I, oh my you know.
2: god. Ever since my cousin Vinny and I was That's like eleven. Oh god. Yeah. And she, she still was, got it. She's still so beautiful.
0: Bro, she was master masturbatorial material back then. She's still messed up her material yeah. now, like completely. She's,
2: she's hot. That, that's on the real. She's up there with like Daniel Larusso's okay, wife. Well, on that note, good night, guys.
0: I'll put it this man, way i put I'll put it this way. She is like tomorrow. she's Stop, the hottest tonight. Aunt May okay. you're ever gonna see on live screen. Leave it at yep. that. Uh-huh. With that said, guys, I, we don't need to go any further. Hottest Aunt May ever. On screen.
2: Zod's got to go be used the night monkey.
0: Correct. <laughs> wow. Zod, you, you go clean that monkey before you beat it. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs>
0: and then the go to town on your monkey.
1: are out in tonight.
0: <laughs> Good friends, guys. Good friends. Uh, that's all for the round table, guys. We did uh, a lot more than we normally do. We did, uh, you know, three and a half hours. That's it's been a long time. We had a lot
2: to say. Yes.
0: We had a lot to say A lot of night monkeys Monkeying around And a lot of Tico Herrera talking We even got some Star Wars stuff in there And We spoke about a Joker What else we talking about guys uh, Let's see We started off with uh, And
2: we talked about The, um, the Superman Kingdom Earth. Come Yeah
0: Crisis on the Infinite Earth
1: Crisis on Infinite Earth And you know, we'll uh, Squad. And hey. Hey, uh, yeah, I released the Snyder cut. We said that. A, I said that a couple times.
0: Uh, yeah, it was great. This, yeah, no, this is this is a fun episode. It was good. We had a lot covered, and hopefully, we can come back next week in nine three months, uh, or two months, or whatever. Just hope maybe. Yeah, maybe a month. With that said, everybody, we'll try to catch uh, you soon. On the round table, and uh, you know, uh, joining us uh, pretty soon is going to be Brother Detox, as he's learning how to use a headset. Uh, he's a little behind, but
1: that's so awesome. Yeah, I miss cold. I miss cold cuts, though. I would have liked to know what cold cuts thought Look about uh, Look, Bing, monkey.
2: Look, I like the me monkey. See it? Let me see the monkey.
0: Let me feel the monkey. I like the monkey. That's <laughs> <today. laughs>
3: to say.